Welcome to the Nerd Tutorial Podcast, a podcast offering discussions and tutorials about nerdy subjects for people who aren't necessarily nerdy themselves. With you today is myself, your nerdy tutor, and with me in special remote location here, we have the mother of tieflings, uh, my mom, and then we have the son of tieflings, my little brother. Welcome. <laughs> so, um, today, we're actually going to play a quick, not necessarily quick, but a Dungeons and Dragons adventure here today. So, Mom, John, let's introduce your characters here first, so everyone's kind of on board with what's, what we have going on here today. So, And, and you are our Dragon Master. Well, I am our Dungeon Master dungeon here today. I, um, I did not bring the screen. I forgot the screen, because there's usually a screen you have that hides everything that you're doing. But I forgot it with me I'll, today. I'll, I'll pretend not to look. That's okay. Okay. So. so I am Oriana Glory, and I am a tiefling bard, and I'm a I'm a charlatan. I'm I'm chaotic good. I think I'm doing things for the right reason, but I might screw up in doing that. I have sleight of hand and deceit and all sorts of uh, devious tricks. I have a I have a noble's ring. It's not necessarily a real noble's ring, but. I have a noble's ring so I can try to trick people into thinking that um, I am really, I'm the runaway daughter of a noble or something along those lines. Um, so I can try to trick them. Um, I have a rapier and a, and a dagger because I'm not very strong, but I am very agile. Awesome. Okay. How about you, Mr. John? Alrighty. So the character's name that I'm playing is named Orion. And he is a tiefling warlock. And so, for those who aren't in the know, warlocks are are a class of characters who make a pact or a deal with some sort of higher power. In his case, he made a deal with a kraken. So think the second uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Made a deal with one of those. Nice. Anywho's, he's got scimitars. He's got a couple of spells here or there. Alrighty. What? Why are we traveling together? I can help you out with that. Oh, this is your job. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. so I can help you with that. But are you two related by chance? This is. Yes. This is my 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 son. Is this my son? Yes. Okay. I mean, that's up to you guys if it's if you guys are related. Yes. Oh really? Okay. Okay. Alrighty. So. So you so so I I must have had you as a as a child. I was a child child bride. Yeah. Well. I, you're a performer, I am a gladiator. So I just sort of go into pit fighting for money. Just go. so we can get We're by. both entertainers. Yes. So that actually works out well, because you guys are a part of a traveling caravan called the Sapphire Review. It oh. travels around from place to place here, primarily in, with the intent of making money here. And it tries to make its money here for your humble uh, owner or Benefactors, we like to call it here, or she likes to call it herself, of a Waywalket Way Taran. She is a small little gnome who runs the this traveling circus caravan known as the Sapphire Review, and she, you guys are basically some of the acts in it. So, so the small little gnome is she like Linda Hunt in uh, in, in NCIS LA? Kind of. Okay. Just tiny little person that kind of like barks, trying to visualize barks around what she wants yep. to have happen here. Yep. Takes in kind of any wayward sort of puppy that like comes across her way that might be worth money or might be able to be used to the caravan. People come and go in the caravan all the time. 
But the intention is to kind of travel from town to town, make money, and move on to the next town, get more information, steal a little here and there, you know, just to well, travel around. Well, that around. comes in handy because I have high intelligence and, and wisdom. Yes. So actually, right now, the Sapphire Review is in a town about, ooh, give or take, 10 or so miles away. They're in a different town, but you guys have been sent forward to try to look at the next town that they're on their way to. Okay. So the intent being is that you guys are scouting out the next town in order to see if it's worth going to or not. Because there's two different towns along the way. There's one to the north, which is where you guys are going, and there's one to the east, which is another town. Okay. So we're the scouting crew. So you're kind of a little bit of a scouting crew. Your intent is to try to drum up interest and see if it's worth traveling there at all. If it is, you guys will... Go back to the review here and let, you know, Waywalkit know if it's worth going there or not. If not, then they'll travel in the opposite direction. But you guys are kind of the forward crew to, to go so, check. So I'm dancing tonight. Well, you could be. Okay. That's up to you. So. All right. So, the tra- the, so in this case here, you guys have traveled for two days via horse um, and another person in another wagon here because you guys don't own a wagon or a horse. But you've traveled by via wagon with another little group of people, of traders here. And you've gone to the town of Everdale. Oh, okay. So Everdale, the way it's described here for me, is it's right on the edge of a forest. It's actually, the town itself is buried a little bit into the forest here. And just slightly outside of the forest, by just a couple hundred yards, is nothing but farm fields and other, farm fields essentially. So plains, farm fields. So everybody around you is farmers, grazers, things of that nature. And the town has got has been well known in the past for being a bit of a mining town. It's had logging. It's done a little bit of everything. It's a prosperous. Mining, are we talking ginstones? We're we talking minerals? Silver. Silver, okay. Silver, so. Um, but when you arrive in town, town doesn't look quite as busy or populated as you might think initially. The town itself is there, it's about 20-some-odd buildings in the main area with a lot of like family houses kind of spread out along the way here with the farms. But the town looks a bit run down. Like, not a lot of money has been coming through here lately. And you can kind of tell that not a lot of people are in the streets, not a lot of shops are open at all. It seems a bit boring. Not an active market. Not a very active market here. So. Okay. Um, but there are two taverns here. One of them might be a good tavern, the other one might not be a great tavern, so... you, Which one would you like to go to? Let's go to the... Let's go to the nice looking one. Let's see what's going on there. Alright. So, the nice tavern here is known as the Pig Whistle Tavern. It's... Pig's Whistle? Pig's Whistle. Okay. The farms out here, one of them does pigs. I've never heard of Pig Whistle. A pig Whistle? Pigs of wings, okay. You've never heard of pig whistle before? Sweet! Oh, oh, okay. Pig call, okay. Got it. <laughs> Alrighty, so, you guys enter the, so, you guys enter the tavern. It's one of the few things that does look busy here. It's probably about two dozen, ta- about, a, about a dozen tables or so inside here. Only about three of them have any people at it. There's a bar being run by a dwarf. So... You guys, feel free to make yourselves at home, and what do you guys want to do while you're here in the tavern? What does the clientele look like? Are they from around here, or does it look like they're from elsewhere? There's 
two people there's two different tables that look like they're farmers that are kind of having a lunch break almost although they have just are we midday we're about midday here we'll okay. say so there's two um there's two farmers or two local people that look like they're having lunch but it's a very small lunch by comparison not a lot they're not eating a whole lot um, there's another guy who's kind of traveling through it looks like he's got on a quite a, he's got a backpack with him and he's just finishing his meal and looks like he wants to get out of there pretty quickly um, you see a dwarf walking around he looks like he might know something here he's got a nice big apron on as well I kind of like to talk to the to the guy who uh, looks like he's from out of town. He's got got a backpack and uh, looks to be moving on because I want to move on with him. All right, so so feel free to approach him. Hi there. Eyes. What can I be doing for you? I'm just wondering. I I'm a I'm a dancer looking for a venue. Can you recommend some place? Where have you been lately? I might recommend my bedroom here a little bit, but you look like a fine dancer from this angle. I, I, I'm not a private dancer. Oh. Shucks. <laughs> well, I, I just want you. So, so where have you been? Where have you been and where are you going? Basically anywhere that's got a map, I'm heading east. Gotta head back to the home. But this place ain't got what it used to be at all months ago this place used to be very popular but not the same anymore well what what brought you here my feet of course my feet take me everywhere i need to be unless somebody wants to travel along with me a few copper a few gold but you travel where you need to go well so now um you, you said your feet, unless somebody wants to travel along with you, how would somebody travel along with you? They might carry me. It's um, not common, but you get carried where you get carried. It happens. So where were you before you got here? I was back north. I have family up there. Travel back and forth, return money, lose money, gambling. So you're a gambler? I play the best cards. Would you like to play a hand of cards? I don't want to take your money here, lady. Your money might not be quite so nice, but I got quite a bit of it, and I would just feel wrong taking your money. I'd like to play cards. Well, here, let me pose you a question. Yeah. Earlier you said this town wasn't what it used to be. No, I've traveled through here for a while, and this town ain't quite what it used to be. Years ago, this place was very busy. Silver mine up north, up north by the hills used to be great money bought for this place. But ever since the local lord decided to move in, town ain't doing so well. He likes some taxes. Alrighty. Where does this particular lordling live? You follow up north up the hill, I suppose. That's where the mine used to be. You put a nice, bat, fancy house right on top of the hill. Very fancy, very fancy house. Hmm. Lots of gods, though, is the only thing I would mention. They ain't the friendly sort of looking type. Unless you got the money, of course, but ain't nobody got that here. Well, that'll be fun. Should we go up the hill? 
Well, let's talk to the other fellow over there with the apron. Let's, let's investigate a little more. I'll be trekking off now. You have a good day, sir. Bye. Hope you guys make it out. And he leaves. Make it out? I thought this was a nice alive. bar. Okay. Sounds... Well, I'm not going into too much detail. Devious. Remember, though, again, if you want to use any of your skills here at all, let me know. So that you can might be able to learn more or less, depending. Okay. So You could try to steal something from him. Well, I have sleight of hand. You do. That means you get a little bonus for it. So, Remember because he's... your dexterity modifier is plus two, and your proficiency modifier is plus two, or your proficiency well, bonus well, he, is plus two. Well, he mentioned that he's carrying money. Can I try to pick his pocket? Yeah. You just have to roll for it. And because your proficiency bonus and your dexterity modifier are each plus two, that means you get plus four to whatever you roll. I'd like to pick his pocket before he leaves. Okay. okay. All right. So I'm assuming you kind of like just kind of bump into him before he leaves, maybe? Can I give you a hug goodbye? Okay. Go for it if you want. So you'll just get a roll on here. There you go. 11. Plus four. 15. So you take um, a small little coin purse from him. uh, As stealthily as possible. Um, Do you want to wait to open it or... Come back or open it, you know, just after he leaves. I want to wait to open it. Okay. Alrighty. Well, here, let's now go over to the aproned dwarf fellow. Alrighty. Excuse me, sir. You kind. Not the best kind around here. Ain't seen anybody with some darkish skin here in a while. Plus horns. It's not my fault my ancestors made a deal with Levistus. Not my problem. I was just born this way. Hmm. Well, hope you found something nice out that fine young man. You didn't tip me anything at all. Just don't be trying that around anybody else here. It's good country folk. Ain't done nothing wrong to nobody. Well, then here, let me leave you a tip since that fine gentleman was so rude. And what kind of tip might that be? I ain't got the kind of tips that say wash the dishes regularly. Here's two gold pieces. Dwarf looks at you in somewhat shocked amazement here. Well then, you guys need room and board tonight, I presume? We might, but first things first, I was thinking you and I could talk a little bit. Well, if you don't mind me doing some work while I'm here. Not at all. So what you got to know is... So that fellow over there said something along the lines of this town ain't what it used to be because some lord moved in. Well, Would that be your opinion as well? Or? I've lived in Everdale for the last 84 years, ever since I oh, moved Oh, you look here. so good for your age. I've combed the beard regularly. That's oh. the secret. I'd have never guessed you were 84. I tried. But... Ever since local lord moved in, his daddy apparently owns all of the countryside here, and the lord decided he wanted to have a nice house here on top of the silver mine. Decided to claim his rights. We couldn't say nothing. He brought a bunch of guards with him. 
bunch of hired thugs, if you ask me. So what do you think he's protecting up there? I think he's protecting his wife. He's got a fancy-looking wife up there that ain't like being out here in the country necessarily, but you can hear her screaming from outside the outside the limits quite regularly. Really? Screaming? Yes. Do you think she's noble? They're both nobles. He's got the fanciest-looking rings and the nicest-looking necklace. His wife is always dressed in blue and purple. Prettier than my ring? Well, now. That's my yeah. family's signet ring. Isn't it beautiful? Well, it's a lot bigger than that, but yeah, it's about like that, I would say. Well, I think he may be my long-lost cousin. You're a part of the Von Keplers? Yes, yes. Arnold von Kepler was my, my grandfather. Huh. That would be impressive. He might, you know... That would be impressive, but if that were the case, I'd have to throw you guys out of here as well. Well, I mean, there's some distance in the families. So you know how that goes. I as do. you well noticed, we have horns. I, I doubt this fella does. Mm, that's true, but... Then again, tieflings are a little weird like that sometimes. You never know quite where they come from, but... What you all doing down here anyways, here in Everdale? We were just trying to look around and see if this town would be worth more of our time. We're uh, traveling performers. Performers, you say? I'm a dancer. I'd guess it by the ankles. Well, I don't show my ankles to just anyone. I can figure. Me, personally, I'm a bit of a gladiator, pit fighter. You want to see some fun, rough times? I'm your man. We figured some of your farm boys might want to take him on. Well, we ain't had a carnival or anything like that in town for a good couple of years here at this point. It'd be nice to have it, but you'd be wasting your time here in Everdale. There ain't no money here. No Ain't money? nobody got any money to spend. What about all those guards? Those guards don't go anywhere the noble doesn't go. They get paid by him, so there's no reason to come down here. And even then, they get fed, they get water, they get entertainment. But they, but they don't get to see me dance. Well. Try to be charismatic here. If you want to, if you want to have your fancy carnival down here, that's fine. But you'd be catering to about a dozen people at all. No. I wouldn't recommend it. Well, Farmers out here ain't got no money, and nobody's going to come back into town with the Lord here at all. It's not worth it for him. Let's say we did something about that Lord. I don't know what you want to do about him. He's in, He's got rights here. You know, I'm not going to be, and I don't want to have any more nobles here if I can avoid it. Well, there's there's rights, and then there's might. Might, you say? Might you be trying to just ruffle my beard here? Maybe not your beard, but I'm sure we could ruffle a couple of feathers up by that silver mine. If you want to, it's up the hill about a mile or so away. You'll notice you'll notice the roads being nice and well kept, so that's the best way to travel to it. But I wouldn't recommend going up there if I were you. Noble tends to be, you know, Mr. Von Kepler tends to be quite particular about his company. People come up there, but they generally don't come back down. 
Okay, I have a. Can I have a conversation with him? With, okay. I have a disguise kit and I have some fine clothes. Indeed, you do. I could do my hair up so that you can't see the horns. Can I do my hair up so I can't see the horns? Keep in mind that even if tieflings are kind of a little bit odd, I mean, like, it's not unusual to find, like, a aristocrat tiefling at all either. Okay. So that's not that's not uncommon. It's just, again, like, remember the tieflings are kind of, like, semi-suspicious because of their infernal heritage. But most tieflings have kind of, like, get over that kind of quick, get over that quickly. And if you can charm your way past people, they don't kind of care anymore. Okay. So, so I think I could dress up in my fine clothes and take my diplomatic pack and my signet ring, and I'd like to rescue the the wife. I mean, it sounds like she's screaming every day. Well, let's figure out what exactly is going on over there, because he's also saying that lots of people go up, but they don't exactly come back down. Okay, so should we go up the road? Should we go up the road in sight of everybody on the road, or should we go up by, by the mountain path so that we're not seen? Although the mountain path might tear my clothes, but, you know, hey. Well, that is a good point. I think if I'm going to, I think if I'm going to disguise myself as a, a noble woman seeking, seeking room and board because I, um, I can't possibly stay in that village. That village is just so passe. Um, and I guess I could be your guard. You could be my guard. I think we, we take the road. We, we do. Our horses ran off. A highwayman, a highwayman took our carriage. Sounds like a plan. The highwayman took our carriage, and and um, but we still have our fine clothes. They didn't rob us. They just took our carriage. And um, and and we can't possibly stay in the town. I mean, would you expect somebody like me to stay in that tavern with that dwarf? You're he tried to look at my to, ankles. You're, you are speaking to the dwarf. Am I speaking to the yes. dwarf? No, I'm not, yeah, not that I'm aware of right now. That's right, yeah, no, we're having... You guys are having a private conversation. The dwarf, is, the dwarf has gone to the back to go clean plates. We're having a private conversation. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so... so We're good? Yeah. Okay. Let's right. go up the road. All right, so it's still about... Remember, it's still about midday right now. So, so, you, guys, so you guys want to head up toward... Uh, Do we need to eat first? No. Yeah, okay. Okay. We're going to go up the road. Okay. All righty. So, um, the roads, as you notice here, like when you came into town, look like your standard kind of mundane kind of dirt roads here. Like, clearly, it looks like people travel along this path and the, it's a little bellowed out, so some of the grass grows on the side. As you get closer to the hills, though, where the no this nobleman lives at, you notice the roads start getting a lot nicer. Oh. The roads look a bit more improved. Well kept. Yeah. Pay in some cases as you get closer to the to the ingress of the mountain of the hill here that leads up to the house, which you can see from the distance, it looks like a very nice, like, little mansion up there. Pretty view. Oh, it's got one of the best views. You can see almost everything, you know. It's slightly just above the tree line, so when you get up there you can look out onto the entire plains of all the different farms, and if you look to the north, you see some more mountains. So it's got a lovely little view up there. Okay. Uh, but it, as you get closer up there, the roads are 
again looking much nicer and paved in some cases here you see kind of the uh, stone lanterns on either side but it does take you a little bit to get up here so by the time you get up here it's starting to get um, late in the afternoon okay as you get closer and closer you start noticing um, some guards kind of uh, start are kind of there they look at you guys a little oddly though obviously because again tieflings no idea why you're here at all but I'm well-dressed. You don't stop a woman who is confident and well-dressed. No, that is true. They do notice you, and they say, and they do kind of, like, pique their interest. Because, again, it's a very well-dressed tiefling here at the end of the day. And her guard. And a guard, yes. Uh, so now as you get closer up the hill, you reach you reach kind of the initial walls and gates of the, of the place here. Okay. And one of the guards kind of stops you. It's like, you know, tiefling. You don't belong around these parts. Rude. Rude, Rude says the person coming uninvited up here. Don't you see this is Miss Lady Oriana? I don't know a Lady Oriana. I'm Lady Oriana. I'm a cousin of Lord... Von Kepler. Van, Von Kepler. See my signet ring? The family signet. You, of course, recognize it right off. I'm going to need you to roll for your deception. Which dice? A D, a D20. A D20? So you're going to be using that pretty much for any, any action, okay. whether that's stealing or... 15. Yeah, so... So, plus, so that and then... Plus, plus three. three and then plus two. Plus so two. So you got five, so she, she got a 20 here at the end of the day, so... The guard looks at the ring and see and thinks it's an awfully pretty ring, and it looks very noble-ish. So, again, he doesn't know who um, who's a part of what family or not. He's just a guard. He's just got he's just wearing some leather armor. He's got a nice-looking sort of uh, tabard on that's got a, got like the little got a crest on it here spear and hat but I mean like he doesn't he doesn't know any different here but he sees the ring and immediately is like all right right on in so thank you thank you thank you um as you get closer to the house here you see again like another two or three guards there's a guard kind of walking around the house there's another one um there's a little guard house kind of nearby this place is kind of well protected it would seem so but I'm not hearing any screaming. No, I mean, not yet at least, but I mean... Oh, the days, yeah. Okay. Um, so, um, you get closer to the house here, and um, you get to the doors, big oak doors. So, forward. you get... So, um, you flash the ring once again, and you get let in. Um, and you're in kind of the lobby waiting area sort of here, the foyer. Mm-hmm. It in comes a very large human. He's rotund. He's he looks like he's not gone without food for quite some time. He's had quite the pleasure of of dining on a daily basis here. This is the Lord of the Manor. This is Lord yes. This is gonna be Lord Frederick von Kepler of the Kepler family. Oh Fred, I just knew when he described you down at the tavern. 
that awful dwarf that you were my long lost cousin. My my uh, grandfather Arnold was your father's second cousin. My my goodness, what do we have here? It's a collection of tieflings here, and the finest looking tieflings I've seen in a long time. So then, a cousin, you say? Yes, I'm your long lost cousin, as I said, my 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 uh, grandfather Arnold von Kepler. You're gonna have to find me a little bit bemused here. I never remember my grandfather Arthur here. Got any sort of paperwork I might be able to see before I decide to let you pass my doorway? Yes, let me get out my diplomatic pack. Well, you're not going to say diplomatic pack here, but okay. I'll show you my papers. Let me show you my... Sorry. Let me show you my papers. So just for reference, uh, the packs are... They have like a bunch of different kind of little tools inside of it here. So I'm assuming here that when, before you came up to the hill here, you would have doctored something probably. Okay. So you'd have it. Um, so once again, you're going you're gonna to roll for your deception here. To see um, how how <laughs> well, no, this is why these modifiers count. So plus three and then plus two, so that's plus five. So I'm thirteen. Yes. So all right. So von Kepler um, begins studying your papers here. They look fairly legit to him, although he does raise an eyebrow here or there when he's looking through it. I was so glad to hear of you. You couldn't possibly imagine. Thoughts going through my mind having to stay in that tavern. Town is rather uh, puny by my own nature here. I've been thinking of uh, demolishing it and maybe putting in something a little bit nicer. Especially that dwarf down there. Giving me the stink eye every single time my friends come by to visit. Such an awful man. How often do your friends come by to visit? By regularly, of course, there, good sir, and you are. I am her guard. He keeps me safe. Albeit, not necessarily the best thing is how I let someone get away with our horses. Mm-hmm. My goodness, your horses got stolen. Yeah, by some highwayman. Probably Took our by... carriage. Oh, my. Where are you guys traveling to again? Around. And so I we apo- were heading on over east, but... And I apologize we're... profusely. My accents are horrible. No, that's okay. <laughs> well, yes, we were, we were traveling east. We were hoping to find a lovely place where we could create a new farm. A new plantation of sorts. Really? But this no. certainly isn't it. Well, this place is definitely not for desirings. Although you have a beautiful house here. Why, the finest you can afford. And then, uh, mind you, you hear some screaming in the background all of a sudden. Just like the shrillest of shrieking as if somebody's just screaming into the void. You know, and you're not quite sure where it's from. But it's certainly like muffled. It's going through a couple different either doorways or hallways. Something of that nature. Is someone practicing opera? No, the wife is just letting off a little bit of steam. Why is that? I'd love to meet her. Nah. My wife is something special. She's, uh, doesn't take to, uh, 
company this late in the evening. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, I was hoping we could impose upon you and stay the night. Why, of course you can stay the night. You're, you're practically family. Thank you so very much, good sir. Ah, oh, wow. This calls for this calls for a dinner here tonight. We, we got. We should have some dinner here. Will your wife be joining us? I sure hope so, and hopefully she's in a better mood than right now. I go talk to her about that, but. But yeah, no, absolutely. We should have a nice, fine dinner here. But, um, why well, we should have it out in, we should have it out in the garden here. Like, that would be the probably the best place to have some nice dinner here today. Well, you have a lovely view. The garden would be wonderful. What? Well, well, of course. Why? Why don't you follow me? And so, the house again is probably like a two-story sort of little mansion here. But so you're walking through and you're seeing like trophies animal trophies all over the walls you know you got deer bear you know elk boars like this guy's a hunter this guy's this guy's been um at his game for a oh while. yeah no yeah this guy this guy is a is a very good hunter it would seem or if not like he's paid a lot of money for whatever's on the walls here do i get some private time with my guard um well, if you, I mean, keep in mind, like, he's kind of showing you around right now. So, he's okay. kind of, you know, like, he's okay. trying to impress upon you how, how well he's done. Do we notice anything particularly strange on the wall? Well, you're going to have to roll for that. Let's do it. Let's do it. Some investigation. Okay. So, that's going to be a, an 18. Gentleman rolls an 18. Okay. So, um, everything in this house is expensive. Which is kind of odd, considering everything else around the area is not quite so. So, there's nice paintings on the wall. There are, um, you know, the drapes are made of red velvet. Like, everything here is very nice, by all accounts. Although, one thing you are noticing here or there are tiny little scratches, which look like nail marks of some sort of animal that might have been through here before. Um, not a big animal, but certainly like a smaller animal. Like a uh, cougar, or? possibly. Um, let's see. Did you want to roll for any of your perception or anything like that, Mom? Let me see what my my options are here. Um, I do have perception. Yes. So, what's something I could roll for? I have perception, so you can roll for perception. So perception is basically just. Okay. Passively looking around, whereas okay. investigation is I'm intently looking around. I am yeah, he's in, he's intently so he. I'm twelve plus two. Twelve plus two. Okay, so right. and you have and you have so these little dots mean yeah. that you get the proficiency bonus with it. Okay, so I'm twelve plus four. Yeah, sixteen. Okay. okay, so you're walking through the house here and um, you smell an awful lot of perfume. I smell an awful lot of perfume. Yeah, so as though maybe something's being covered up by that perfume, maybe. Okay. But there's intense, but there's perfume, incense being all throughout the house. You kind of get, um, obviously, the lights. Something's being covered up. Possibly. And it, and the lights are dim. Well, no, the lights are not dim, but okay. I mean, like, it is starting to get to the afternoon. Um, so they've started lighting lights, okay. candles in the, in the house. And so you start getting kind of this... 
a um, little bit of like smoke that kind of happens when you light up a house with, with candles and kind of little, little haze. bit, little haze. Yeah. So you're starting to get that, but like you're not smelling the candles at all. Again, you're smelling mostly this perfume and incense sort of going on here inside the house. So okay. So I still have a bag mm-hmm. that I lifted off the guy. Yeah, you can. If I open the bag, can I find poison in it? I mean, picked up like a little coin purse, right? Okay, so the coin purse couldn't have poison in it? Probably a coin purse. Well, you, I mean, you can check it out. If you want, when you have like a free moment seeing how this guy's showing us around. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know what's in my, my coin purse. Okay. Do you want to open it like in the open or do you want to be like deceitful about opening it? Oh, I it? want to be deceitful about it, yeah. I okay. just want to sneak a peek. Slide of hand. Yeah. All right, well, roll for sleight of hand real quickly. 19. Plus? 3 plus 2. Okay, so you open up the bag and you uh, you find a couple, you find like three silver pieces in it, so. Okay. Um, he didn't have a lot of money here, although um, there is a coin inside there that looks like a little bit different. Um, it doesn't look like the standard kind of silver coin that you might normally have. Um around here, around for like currency, it looks more like an emblem or something on the coin, maybe. Some sort of amulet. No, not amulet necessarily. It more looks like something that you might, um, yeah, kind of like what John, kind of like what John has. So it's it's got different markings on there that are not from the area here. So it looks like it might be special or important. Okay. You'd have to you'd have to roll to figure out what what's on the what what that kind of coin is though. Do I roll for that? Um, if you have history, that would be... If you, even if you don't have history, you can... I do have history. Yeah. We have a benefit to history, but anybody can roll for history. So that's the I thing. So even though some of these are marked in, that only means you get the bonus with it. You can still do any of these things. Okay. Yeah. So I can roll my, my d20 for... History, yep. You got a nine. So in this case here... Plus... Four. So 13... So the coin still looks odd to you here at the end of the day. It doesn't quite make sense. But what you do recognize on the coin is a um, emblem that you've seen in many, many towns beforehand. Oh. So, so they all, all might have the same feudal lord. Possibly. Okay. So. All right. Do we see the same emblem inside this house? This house, no, you do not see any of this emblem here in the house. This guy's banner is that of a deer. Um, is a deer with a pair of with a pair of antlers and an anchor. Is this underneath. emblem on my signet ring, or similar to what's on my signet ring? Um, yours. I mean, your ring you has whatever. That you whatever. That. Yeah, you forged your ring at the end of the day. It's not like okay. you can change the ring on a daily basis okay. at all, unless okay. you were a, unless you were like a. Me- a I'm not a metallurgist. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but in either case, I mean, the ring looks like a noble ring, and you've convinced the guards here, at least, that it is a noble ring here at the end of the day. Okay. Um, so, um, so, Kepler's been showing you the house for here a little bit, and clearly he's had um, other people help uh, show you around. Um, We've been shown to our rooms? Well, actually, speaking of rooms here, there's a elf that comes by, a very kind of butlery sort of elf. Uh-huh. And uh, Von Kepler looks at him and is like, Mandatus, my man, I want you to show these glories here. I want you to show them 
or I'm sorry, um, Lady Glor- Gloriana. Well, well, again, I mean, you're probably going to be known as von Kepler here. Yes, that's yeah, true. So, just because to share the family, I was like, my cousins have been traveling, and thank goodness we found them here. Their horses got taken. I want you to, I want you to show them um, the house. Ha- I want you to get them in the guest house here tonight. Why, thank you. So, and now, um, Mandaris is a wood elf. He's a tall elf with uh, nice ears. He's in a what looks to be a nice suit here at the end of the day. Very much like the house butler. He's the head butler. Um, and he uh, and he gives a nod and a, and a cur- he gives a nod and a bow and he's going to show you to your rooms. Okay. Is he speaking? He's like you know. Yes, sir. Right away, sir. Like, very much of the kind of like, you know... A lot uh, of deference. He's taciturn. Huh? He's taciturn. Yeah, I guess that's a way you could describe him. Um, he's just... He's not, um, as you would say... Um, it's not as though he has an opinion about anything, necessarily. He's just doing, going through and doing his job. Gotcha. So, um, So what he does is he leads you outside and then there's um kind of another guest house along the way it's a little it's maybe about maybe a hundred feet away from the um from the um the house here so he leads you toward that here um and as you get further as you get closer to it here um you go inside and it's not well lit inside there um but it's obviously a little bit it's now getting later in the evening. It's now about five thirty, six o'clock at night. So the sun's gone down, and he's got um, a light. He's got a little um, candelabra with him to kind of show you around. Um, I need you to let's see here. I need you to roll for your uh, perception here. Fifteen plus eight. Okay, I've got fifteen plus. Um, what have, what have I got here? So you add your modifier and then. So she, 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 she's so got 19. a 19. What do you got, John? I got a 9. You got a 9? Okay. Uh, so he opens up a door and kind of leads you in into this room. Now, this room is um, seems a lot bigger than it might normally be. Um, and he walks you forward here and he introduces you to the room. Hello, room. Uh, but again, you can't really see around you at all necessarily. But he introduces you into the room and offers you to step forward here a little bit. Um, and then I need everyone to roll for dexterity. Oh, dice. No, so so saving rolls are always still going to be d twenty. The the other dice you would only really use for damage, depending on what kind of five. Oh no! What'd you get? A four? So I got a five, and then... so I, you I would got add seven. Plus four. Yeah. No, she, she got a nine. Okay. Um, both we of both you, failed. Okay. So both of you walk forward, and the floor underneath you gives away. But I have a lot of dexterity. Can't I grab something? Well, that was the threat. That was the role you were... That was the role you were... That, that, was, that, was, you, that was. That was that was that role here, essentially. Um, so... You fall, and you fall what feels to be maybe about 15 feet or so. Am I in a dungeon? 
Nope. Now you need to um, now you need to roll for perception again one more time. I'm seventeen. Okay, yeah, that's enough for me. Fifteen. All right. So um, you walk in, and now you've and now mind you, like your dark vision is coming to view here now because the light that because you're not immediately right by this candelabra anymore because that was blinding you a little bit from the darkness. Because mm-hmm. again, tieflings do have dark vision. You we now can re- see in the night naturally. Yeah, you see in the night naturally, but not if there's another light source kind of obstructing your view. Think like night. Think like uh, night night vision glasses here. Okay. Um, you now realize that you're in a pit. You're like in a you're like in some sort of well constructed sort of gladiatorial pit. Is there anything else in the pit yeah. with us? Well, you can see um, you can see different lined cages kind of around the pit that are kind of embedded into the wall. So like there's a big circle and then there's kind of cage wall cage doors on either side okay. that look like they'll open. And from those cages you start seeing eyes staring at you. Lots of different eyes. Are they humanoid or are they animal? We gotta have to roll for that. You cannot tell what kind of what kind they are. The lights in my eyes. Well no, you're just seeing eyes. You're just seeing eyes, or you can at least sense the presence here. There's some weird noises coming from some of these, but you don't know exactly what they are. But the gates are all closed. The gates, uh, gates are all closed, yes. My friends so, and I, we always joke whenever whenever any of us rolls low enough that it fails, especially when it's like investigation. The the the, 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 the explanation is always just the light. This you got the sunlight got in your eyes, even if we're in a cave. Okay. Yeah, which is good. It can't happen here, which is what was happening beforehand with the candelabra. Yeah. So, suddenly different kind of torches are kind of lighting automatically around the way here. Um, and you get a, um, and you get kind of a bellowy sort of laugh that's kind of coming in here all of a sudden. Do we uh, recognize the laugh? Yes. You've, you've, been, you've been listening to him for about the last hour. The Lord of the, uh, Lord of the Manor. Mr. Von Kepler kind of approaches. Um, and if you look up, you see the ledge that you fell off of, or in some cases were pushed off of. Um, and you see the butler there, and you see the Mr. Von Kepler, and he's staring down at you like, never did trust tieflings. It's a mighty nice ring, I'll have to collect it and add it to my collection here, but Missy, you're not a cousin of mine. So you... Wait, what can I do with that coin? Elders Blast! Okay, well. Alright, everyone roll for initiative. <laughs> okay. What what did you just do? I attacked him with a magic spell. Okay, I'm not rolling, right? You, well, everyone's gonna have to roll here. So, this is essentially. We're now gonna be doing initiative, which means we're gonna be starting combat, essentially. Okay. Well, because he. Because John started it here. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Okay. So this, so right now what we're doing Ooh. is called initiative. So this basically just decries who goes first, who goes second, oh, so okay. on and so forth. Okay, so that so yeah, I got one. I'm last. Yes. Well, okay. add your initiative to it, so you have a three here. I have a three. Okay. I have a sixteen. A sixteen for John. All right, hold on. Ooh, it's pretty. I like this set. I tried. What are what are my spells? So I wrote them down. Vicious mockery. That doesn't help me. Well, kind of. 
Oh, can I have a saving throw? Well, so what it does is that it causes the whoever you're casting to, they have to do it. Oh, okay. And so they have to get higher than 13 because your DC is 13. So okay. I also wrote it there if you're... Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Whereas I have spells that are... I basically just have to roll to see if I hit, whereas most of your spells, they force the enemy to make a saving throw of some kind. I can disguise myself for up to one hour. Yes, with magic. Well, that comes in handy. Yes, it does. And it might. Whereas most of mine are offensive or defensive. I do not have many spells. I don't, I don't have any spells that are useful outside of combat. I have a weird silver coin. I don't know what it is. Also, you can roll history. You can also roll Arcana. So Arcana is under intelligence. So Arcana, basically, you're sensing whether or not there's any sort of magical component to it. Well, do I find out if any of these animals were used to be people? Well, let's go ahead and resolve John's thing here first, because he's attacking, and then we can, we can, we you can roll there afterwards. Yeah. So, Eldritch Blast is a evocation cantrip, as it's a single action, so this will be John's action here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... Um, 1d10 force. The way it's described here is a beam of crackling energy streaks toward a creature within range, making a ranged spell attack against the target on hit. The target takes 1d10 force damage. The creature... The spell creature more than one beam when you reach higher levels, two beams at fifth level, so forth. So and so forth. Oh, I am attacking the Lord. Okay. He's attacking the Lord here. Alright. Yeah, so. Throwing us into this pit. So he gets an 11, plus what modifiers here, sir? Plus three, plus two, so that's going to be a 16. Okay. Alright. What's his AC? Hmm? What's his AC? You didn't. You didn't get it. So, the um, I think why? So the butler here basically catches your Eldritch Blast and takes a hit from it. So roll one d ten. Huh. Okay. And then yeah. I wanted to make the butler our friend. So. The butler basically gets in front of the lobo- of the lord here, Mr. Uh, Von Kepler, uh, brings up his arms, and you basically burn his. You basically burn his. Uh, you burn his um, Sleeve. his sleeves here, and you hurt his arms. Um, but you notice something on his arms. Oh, what do I see? You see tattoos. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. Hmm. What do tattoos mean? I mean a lot of different things. I'll give it you the. Be magical. I will give you guys the chance to roll for knowledge here, if you want. If you want to either roll for history, arcana, or whatever you want to roll for to try to figure out what's going on with the. If you notice anything about those tattoos. I'm gonna do arcana, and I got a 19. You got a 19. Okay. Um, you notice those tattoos means that he has magic um, scrolled all over his arms. Druidic magic. Oh. Because remember, he's a wood elf. 
And those tattoos are not simple magic either. Those tattoos are rather uh, high level by comparison. Um, he he's basically got spells ready to go on his arms if necessary. Shoot. So. <laughs> okay. This is gonna be fun. Did you want to roll anything, Mom? I wanted to ask the Lord when when dinner served. He promised us dinner in, on on the porch outside. Well, I did promise to take you. I did promise to have you for dinner. I just wasn't intending on you being alive when I was having it. Oh. So then, welcome to my fun fun pit. I have collected a great many different creatures here from my travels, the ones that didn't survive you saw on the walls, but must say they're my fine little tiefling here, you've rather upset my butler, and I don't take kindly to you attacking my butler. I don't take kindly being thrown into a pit. I don't take kindly to being lied to. Technically, I didn't lie. You were with a god. Or should I say... Are you calling me a liar? Yes. What makes you think that I would ever lie to you? Well, your papers did not look right. Your ring is not of my family crest, which has always been an anchor. We might have different animal beasts that denote us, but yours did not have an anchor on it. What is on my coin? You're going to have to roll for that. You still don't know what's on the coin, necessarily. <laughs> Sorry. The light got in your eyes. No, no, you study the coin here, but you still don't know anything necessarily yes. about the coin here. Um, Von Kepler sees you looking at the coin here, though, and is kind of perturbed that you're not paying attention to him. <laughs> so. Alrighty, so. Von Kepler um, looks like he walks away for a second and looks like you hear something being pulled. And one of the gates opens up. I'd like to disguise myself as Mrs. Von Kepler. Well, you don't know what Ms. Von Kepler looks like. It says I can disguise myself. Yes, but if you don't know what she looks like here... She That's the thing. You, you can disguise yourself. You can do a great multitude of things, but especially with forgery, you need to have... For example, like when, when it comes to forging documents, you need to have seen an example of what these documents might look like. Same thing with if you were going to transform yourself into a person, you need to have at least seen or met that person. Okay, so. can I charm Mr. Lord Von Kepler? I've charmed. Well, he's not in your view anymore, necessarily. Yeah, he left. The butler is kind of like watching over you here, but like... Can I charm the butler? She does have charm person. Okay. I'd like to, I'd like to charm you, Mr. Butler. All right, just a second here. Here, here. I also wrote essentially what each of your spells does. Alright. So, charm person. You attempt to charm a humanoid you can see within range. You must make a wisdom th saving throw and does so with advantage if you or your companions are fighting it. If it fails the saving throw, it is charmed by you until... If it fails its saving throw, it's charmed by you until... You or your companions do anything harmful to it. The charmed creature regards you as friendly acquaintance. When the spell ends, the creature knows it was charmed by you. 
So this is going to be a free action here. So basically, it's your wisdom saving throw here. So you actually don't roll. I don't roll. Okay. No. So your DC. So your saving throw. So your DC right here is thirteen. Well. So essentially, um, this the elf needs to roll a thirteen or higher to okay. succeed. Seven. Okay. Yeah. Plus his. Plus. Mr. Elf. Well. So. I can tell you're a fine man, a noble elf. Please, please help us. The Lord must be entertained. I'm a dancer. I can dance his socks off of anyone. Well, he doesn't really acknowledge you anymore. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say whether you passed or failed here, though. I leave that up to my funness. <laughs> what does that mean? We don't know whether or not he was charmed. We don't know if the spell worked. Why? It looks as though something happens to his eyes when he when you when you charm him, but you can't tell if it really got off or not necessarily. I'm a charmer from way back. You also must remember he is covered in all sorts of magic. magical spells. Magical oh. spells and tattoos all over his body, yeah. So that might be protecting him. Alright, so uh, the first gates open up and a patron, patron opens up. This creature is what comes out of the first... Oh, periton. A periton, excuse me. So this is the first creature that comes out. It's a antlered winged hawk. Yeah. It's all rainbowy. Yep. It is all rainbowy. But very, it's, it's very but, colorful, yes. But it has a deer face. So it's kind of like a like a deer sort of head and antlers, but it's pretty much like the body of a hawk. It's about like half the size of a human in some cases, probably more the size of a dwarf. It shrieks something annoying and, and awful here. Can I charm it? We've already, you've already, you can't use your charm person spell anymore. You can only use it once per battle. Okay. So, But again, it might come into effect here. It, okay. it, it may or may have not have worked. Okay. So. Here, um, birdie, birdie, birdie. So, you guys have obviously had your weapons with you because you wouldn't travel without weapons in this day and age. Mm-hmm. So, this this particular creature rolled low. It rolled a one for initiative. Cool. So, you guys get to go ahead, go first for attacking if you want to. Cool. I'm going to hit it with my dagger. Okay. So, um, I can fly. So John gets to go first because you got a three for your initiative yeah. here. So that's what the roll at the beginning was. Initiative just okay. decrees who goes first, right. second, third, fourth. Can so I can fourth. I flutter above it and distract it? You'll On have your to, turn. You'll have to yeah. You'll have to wait to your turn first. So, all right. So Mr. John, you get to you get to do whatever it is you want to do to this first. Hmm. So. I will say this, though. This creature looks a little bit smaller. Um, actually, here, roll for perception real quickly. Oh, dirty dice. Eight. You, eight plus, plus one, so nine. Um, you notice that this thing looks a little bit smaller than normal. Like it's hungry. Hmm. Uh, Okay. So it looks a little bit smaller, so it looks like it may not have had anything to eat in a while. Okay. So it looks a little bit more ravenous than normal. 
All right, so I'm gonna rush up to it. Okay. And I am wielding two scimitars, so I'm going to do two rolls. Okay. One is an action, one is a bonus action. Plus four, so. So one of them here was an 18, so one of them is a 22, and another one was an 8. Well, so 22 and then 12. Yeah. Oh, 22 and then 12. My apologies. Okay. Oh, wait. No, 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 wait. No, wait. You're right. 22 and then... The bonus action, I don't think, gets an advantage. It doesn't get to take advantage. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 22 and 8. Yeah, so 22 and 8. Okay. So you do get... um... Yes, you do get one hit off of it. So, so that'll be two plus my strength modifier, so that's going to be four. Okay, so Four he, slashing. Okay, so he takes six points of damage here, and he is not happy. He was not happy. No. I am fluttering above it, Okay. and I want to attack it with my dagger. Okay. Are you going to throw your dagger, or are you going to swing your dagger? I'm going to swing my dagger. Okay. You, can also, you also have a rapier for that exact. Yes. I would actually spot. recommend a rapier here in this I'm case. I'm going to swing my rapier. Yeah, because that, that will do more damage here at the end of the day. All right, so go ahead and uh, let's see here. So you got to... Okay, you hit it. Okay. So now you roll your eight-sided die. That is a D8. A D8? Yes. And then you, after that, you add your dexterity modifier to it. Four. So two plus two. Okay, so you do six, another six points of damage here. So it screams and it yells, and you are, um, and it's not very happy that it just got poked and slashed here a couple, uh, two, twice here. Um, and so it's going to go after John here first because it went and attacked it, because it's easier, because it's... Can I just fly out? Um, yeah, you are a winged tiefling. Huh. I want to help you, but you know. Yeah, if you. I mean, well, well, we, you just spent your turn stabbing yeah, it, so I know. No. Yeah, so. Alright. So my guy here is going to go ahead and attack. We've and got like gets... seven other animals, right? There are eight gates. Well, let's see what happens. So it rolled a. 18. Yeah, my armor class is 12. Okay. So that hits. So, so you take three points of damage here. And it is your turn again here, John. Alrighty. Question. Can you look up a spell for me? Because I don't know if it's a bonus action or if it's a regular action. Okay. So I would like to cast Armor of Agathus on myself. Armor of Agathus. The idea of this spell essentially being that I'm coating myself in ice, essentially, to heal myself so, so, a little bit. Okay. So, Armor of Agathus is a protective magical force around you, manifesting as a spectral frost that covers you and your gear. You gain plus five temporary hit points for the duration. If a creature hits you with a melee attack you hit while you have these hit points, the creature takes five cold damage. Can I ask a question? Yes, please. I have Comprehend Languages, which is a spell that allows me to understand language for an hour. Does that include um, understanding... Um, animals, no. 
No, that'd be more like animal handling in this case here. There's also actual spells that's like speak what if, what with if, animals. What if I believe it used to be a person? Well, here. Sorry, the question I want to ask is that a bonus action or that a, or a full action? It's a full action. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, this yeah this is a full one one full, one full action casting time. Yeah. So, did you wish to do that? Indeed, I do. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that you get an extra five points of frost damage here until the end of battle. Mm-hmm. And I won't make you roll for it. Cool. Alrighty. All right, it is Mom's turn. Mom, what what do you wish to do? You want to try to fly out here? I have questions. Okay. Yes. It would seem wrong to fly out and leave you. That would be really wrong. I'm your it, mother. It would, it would be a little rude. Yeah. But I'm tempted. Okay. Make a quick perception check real quickly for me. Okay, but I, I have a question. I know, okay. but I, I, wanna, I want you to want to help you out here. for. 20. Oh, dang. Okay. 20 plus 4. So, so whenever you roll a 20... It's considered a natural crit. Yeah, so, so essentially it, that's an automatic success. Okay. Alrighty. Um, so succeed so well. But like, okay. Yeah. What you've noticed on the ground here now that the room has become a little bit more well lit here are other weapons that have been discarded on the ground here. One of them is a repeating crossbow. I have dexterity. Yes. yes. Repeating crossbow would, is, would be really good with that. I'd like to take... The repeating crossbow. Okay. It's a little bit further out of the way here, so... Um, I need to roll for it. No, no, you no. don't need to roll for it. You, 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 you're you, looking around the ground, and you basically saw it, you're like, ah, I want that. I'm going to flutter to it. Okay. So you go and pick up the repeating crossbow. Uh-huh. And what do you want to do with that repeating crossbow? I if you want to shoot the phoenix thing. Okay. Alrighty. It's called a parotid. So, a parotid. Alrighty. So just a second here. Let me look up crossbows real quickly. I have, a re- I have a repeating crossbow. Yes, you do. Oh, hot damn. It's like a medieval machine gun. Yeah. Yeah. Crossbow, crossbow, crossbow. So I can't disguise myself as the wife because... No, because you've not met her. But could I fly out and disguise myself as the elf? Theoretically, yes. The elf is still kind of watching you, though, by the way. I don't care if there's two of us. I mean... So the other thing too, when it comes to um, when it comes to illusions, is that it's quite literally an illusion. If someone actually went out of their way to like touch you, they would realize like if you made, for example, if you made yourself appear taller, their arm like their arm would go through what they thought was your shoulder and would actually physically touch you. They would realize that like they would realize this is an illusion. Yeah. So. Upon physical like examination. So I couldn't confuse the Lord of the Manor by pretending to be. His elf. If he decided to actually investigate, which I'm pretty sure he would, he would probably realize that, like, hmm, this is a trick. That's the thing, because that's minor illusion. Like, there are higher level spells, like, there's a spell called Polymorph that actually lets you physically, like, transform into whomever you want. My my, my thought right now is I would like to to kill the, the phoenix and then go into the phoenix's cage because that might lead to a tunnel that would let me get to the wife. Well, that might be what's happening, but we'd also have to investigate that little cage first, but we also got to kill this periton first. Okay, so I need you to roll these twice. All of them? Yes. 
again, she again. It's a nice repeating crossbow. Whoops, sorry. All right, so, so hold on, just a second here. So, twenty, fourteen, three, and natural five. 20. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and roll them one more time. Two, three, <laughs> eight, and four. Okay. God, could that be worse? Okay. So you got three it hits. Could, believe it or not. Okay. So, but so here, for crits, are we doing double damage? or? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's the thing. If you roll a natural 20 in combat, that's an automatic critical hit. So that's double damage. Okay. On just that one hit. Okay. How do you remember all this? You, you play Repeated. this. You play this long enough that you kind of remember remember most of it here. Unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Um, so she needs at least two d tens. So. Okay. So. So this is gonna be so. So so two d tens here are gonna decide what how much damage you do here. That's for, right. Yeah. So this is gonna be for the critical here. Seven and seven. So fourteen, and then one more d ten for the second uh, for. So that one here is three. three. Okay, so a total of 17, and then one more because you had three hits. Eight. So, so 11 plus 14 is 25. No, 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 again. So she got two sevens, 14, three, which is 17, and then eight, right? Yeah. So that means 25. Yeah. 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 So the repeating crossbow is out of bolts, but you've basically killed this uh, bird. So I can't... And I can't go back and collect my bolts. You can, but you'd have to wait until the end of the... You'd have to wait until you have a moment to do so. You would end up taking an action to recover the bolts. Yeah. And then you'd have to take a, an action to load it back up. So your next turn, essentially. So yeah, you'd have to wait till your next turn to do all that, but you couldn't attack again after that. That would be that would take up your entire turn. It's just reloading this repeater crossbow. What do we want to do from here? Well, now that we've killed this thing, I'm assuming other things are going to be popping out. So now it's my turn again, because now it's the next initiative for the next monster I have. So the butler looks at you and walks away. Rude. Yes. He walks away. And you hear a little bit of muffled sounds here, though. From up, from up on the ledge. They're Kepler's and the butler's noises. There's a fight between them happening. It's a fight between them? Yes. Like a fight with words or an actual, like, pushing around? You hear a suddenly bestial roar. Oh. And cool. suddenly the noble... Hold on just a second. What was that? 13. 13. Okay. The noble here suddenly flies into the arena. Flies? Not flying as if he was... Not flying as if he is fluttering there. Flying as if... Somebody grabbed him and launched him into the arena. So the pissed off elf. Yes. Who's not an elf anymore? When he comes back, it's a bear looking down on you. So your charm person worked. So he wanted to make sure you were safe first, and then walked over and grabbed the lord and tossed him in. So here's the thing. There's a lot of different magic users in Dungeons and Dragons. So, for example, my character is a warlock. He got his magic by making a deal. He got his magic by making a deal with a kraken. He, warlocks just make deals with other beings. Druids 
get their magic from Mother Nature. And a main thing about druids is that they get this ability called Wild Shape, which literally lets them transform into different animals. Or monsters. Or dinosaurs, even. Okay. And so on and so forth. There are also wizards, which are, think, more like Harry Potter, where they literally have to study magic. There are sorcerers, who are just naturally born with all sorts of magical power inside of them. Like, maybe their father was a genie, or they're the descendant of a dragon or something. And then, wizards, warlocks, sorcerers, druids, clerics are basically just praying to whomever their god is. You know, maybe there's, you know, a light god, or a fire god, or a thunder god, someone that they're just, like, basically praying to, and that god is granting them powers. Okay. All there's right. a lot of different kinds of magic in D&D. Yeah. And that's what's kind of fun. So now I have, I have questions. I've, I've, I've charmed our elf. Oh, yay. Yep. And, and um, I can fly, but I'm not very strong. I assume I can't fly and carry him out. Well, you can't fly, you can't fly, too fa- you can't fly more than like five or six feet off the ground with the repeating crossbow. It's kind of heavy for you because you have low strength. So you don't have okay. enough strength to kind of But I want to keep it. Yeah, and, and you can, but... You can't fly out of the pit with it right now. You would have okay. to drop can, it. Can I can I explore the 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 cage and see if there's a back end to it? Because I can't see the back end to it. I don't know if it's a tunnel or it's a cage. You can just drop the crossbow to me and then. But keep in mind, yeah. like combat hasn't ended yet. Yeah. Oh. We're not done yet. We're not done. Combat okay. hasn't ended yet here. So. Okay. So the lord, the nobleman here, drops into the um, drops into the pit here. And he's looking back up at his butler and trying to figure out, like, and trying to figure out what on earth happened here. And Mandaris, what on earth are you doing? It's like, 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 and he's he's got a little bit more bruised, and he's um, he gets up and he and the butler kind of just stares down at him here. He's very stoic at this point here because he's a bear. He's a bear. Will the bear help me out? Um, the bear is uh, stand, continuing to kind of wait up there, but he's not. He's not. He's kind of like just watching everything happening here now. Um, You're but, a gladiator. Can you kill the lord? Yeah. Well, well. Part of the problem here is that the lord, while they were scuffling, another gate opened up. Oh, so this thing also might potentially attack the lord for us. But let's see what's in. Let's see what's behind door number three. Um, or I guess two in this case. So. John, will you flip that coin for me, please? Tails. Tails. The last thing that opens up is... The last gate opens up here. It is a chimera. Neat. Oh, wow. Okay. So so this thing is a, a ram, lion, dragon. Oh, there's different various heads on there. Chimeras are kind of a mixture of a couple different animals in some cases here. Um, in this case here, it is a ram and a lion. <coughs> Not the dragon aspect, but it does have wings. Okay. Cool. Um, and a very kind of spiny sort of tail here. The ram I don't find very frightening. No, but the lion is definitely definitely not a big friend of yours here. Looks fine, Greg. The lord now looks very perturbed here. He looks quite scared. Um, but he reaches onto the ground and he pulls out a long sword. Oh. Um, and he kind of readies his sword as if he's going to need to defend himself against the chimera. He's almost not even 
paying attention to either of you two right now. Can he attack him while he's attacking the Chimera? Well, it's the Noble's turn right now. Okay. So. I could. You could stab. You could theoretically stab him in the back, but yeah. But I'm not a rogue, so I wouldn't get extra damage for it. Rogues can do that. Rogues actually get bonuses to literally. It's called sneak attack. So. Thirteen. All right. Um, before modifiers. Uh, before modifiers, yes. So the nobleman goes and uh, swings his sword as at, at the chimera. He hits, and. He definitely hits and does a little bit of damage here to the Chimera here. Let's see here. Longsword is two, is a D10, right? 1D8, actually. One well, D8. D10 if you're using both hands. He's using both hands. Yes. So yeah, D10. Yeah. There are certain weapons that have what's called a versatile. Like, the weapons have different attributes. Like, your rapier has a light attribute, which means if you wanted to, you could wield two of them at the same time. If you had them. Longsword, on the other hand, is called versatile. So basically, you can use it with one hand, where it's a D8, or if you decide to use it with two, it's more damage. Okay. But that means at the same time, you wouldn't be allowed to use a shield okay. or something else. Because your hand's taken. Yeah, because yeah. you're literally using both hands to do it. Um, in most other campaigns, if I play a character that has a longsword, I usually don't use the versatile attribute because I preferred my character to be using a shield. Because that would increase my armor class and thus make me more difficult to hit. Yes. Okay. So, all right. So, he's going to go ahead and attack the Chimera. Seven. Seven. Okay. So, he does... Oh, no. Seven, one. 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 I'm sorry, one. One. Okay. So, he goes up to the Chimera. He swings really hardly in the, in the Chimera. Does nothing. The chimera, he basically, like, puts, like, the tiniest of little scratches on him. Um... He does, he, excuse me, not one damage. He does... It is merely a flesh wound. He does four pieces of damage onto this thing. It doesn't do a lot of damage to it at all. But now the Chimera is pissed. Three. He miss, He swings at the... Lord so of the Man. He swings, his tail swings at the Lord here, and the Lord dodges gracefully. But he, then he also has... Get graceful. But he also has a second attack. Fifteen. He bites the Lord here. In the neck? No, no. Um, in the Just arm. Or well, let me. Well, let's figure out what the damage is first here. So, his bite. He could have swung his tail specifically to make the Lord more easier to bite. I need. I need two d sixes. May I? Thank you. Three seven. Okay. He bites the noble. He bites the nobleman's arm. That nobleman can't use that left arm anymore. So he's gonna be swinging this two-handed sword with one hand now. Huh. And the chimera now looks at both of you. Oh. And doesn't like either of you either. Although the nobleman starts shrieking in pain. <laughs> he's like, I like that arm. I'm gonna fly out and have a conversation with the elf. So it's actually John's turn first. Oh, John has okay. to get, John gets to go first. I figure if I can talk the elf so. into jumping in as a bear, you, know? you You might. But that'll okay. be after okay. your turn. So. So I do kind of want to maintain my distance a little bit. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to cast Ray of Frost. All right. The gentleman decides he wishes to cast Ray of Frost. So there are generally two different types of spells. There are spells that force someone to make a saving throw, which is basically someone else has to roll and get beyond 
a certain number, that's what we call a DC, mm -hmm. or there are what are called spell attacks. And so these are work just like normal attacks with like a rapier or a longsword or scimitars or anything else. You essentially just have to roll. And so... Alright, go for it. So, 12 before modifiers, with modifiers, that is going to be a 17. You hit. Woohoo! So that's going to be a d8 of cold damage. So that's going to be 5 cold damage, and now the... Any modifiers to that? Nah, so, so that's the other thing too. So spell, spell attacks do not get modifiers, unless okay. explicitly stated by an ability or something okay. else. Something else there. Okay. But right, we'll let you do one, what else are you going to do? But so one of the other abilities of Ray of Frost is that now the Chimera's movement speed is reduced by 10. So I'm backing so, up and now I'm slowing it down a little bit. I will give you the chance to roll a perception to see if you find anything in the ground. So that'll be a 14 plus 1. So that'll be a 15. You notice the ground is littered with different weapons and items here. Something kind of catches your interest. Roll an Arcana. Ooh. Damn it! One. I hate this die. I should not have used this die. I knew it. Yeah, okay. Go ahead and roll it again. <laughs> Thank you. Eight. Um, there's a dagger. Oh, wait, wait, Arcana, right? Yes. Okay, so that'll be, in, that'll be an 11. Okay. You realize there's a dagger on the ground that has a frock that seems to have some sort of magical properties to it. Mm -hmm. You're not 100% certain what those magical properties are necessarily, but they don't seem negative. Cool. Alright. So you grab the dagger? I do. I put one of my scimitars back, so now I'm dual wielding a scimitar and this magical dagger of sorts. Okay. Mom, it's now your turn. I would like to flutter out. Okay. So I'm going to hand you my... I'm going to leave at your feet. Cool. My... How, how tall is this pit? So this pit is um, essentially in a cavern. So it looks like, it looks, looks like a stone sort of cavern sort of that's naturally been either mined out or weathered out by rain and water the roof has got like a hole in it that's not a symmetrical hole it looks like again a natural hole that was kind of made by the nature and elements and so you can start to see some of the moonlight sort of like creeping into into this pit here essentially um it's about give or take about 30 feet tall okay so um, I, I so i can't carry my my, uh, yeah, so if you wanted to fly, if you wanted to fly up to the ledge where um, the bear, bear, the bear, bear butler is at, you would have to drop the repeating crossbow. But at this point, the repeating crossbow does not have any more bolts in it right now. So, um, and for you to go and reload it here, you'd have to go to the um, periton, take the bolts that you that you shot at it out, and load it back in. And even then, you would only load up about four bolts. Okay. So can does he have a backpack that he can put it in? Well, you can drop it on the ground. It's not like it's going to go anywhere. Again, okay, so like, I, what's interesting is that the ground is littered with different weapons. Um, that's kind of semi buried by dirt and gravel and the natural like remains of the ground here. It's like a gladiator pit. Yes, this is literally a gladiator pit. Okay, so I'm going to drop it at your feet. Cool. Okay. Okay. So I'm now gonna, you can fly up. I can fly up. I want to. Mm -hmm. I want to fly up and and. Um, talk to my charmed uh, my charmed bear here okay now the charmed bear is a bear right now he can't talk to you but he can't acknowledge you okay so what would you like to talk to the bear about my dearest elf bear i'm so impressed okay 
and you are just obviously a very strong, very vigorous bear. Well, you don't have to convince him of this. He already he, he, you can tell him basically almost anything you want. He'll take he'll take care of you at this point. He's been charmed. It's it's the spell worked. The spell so he's worked. for sure yeah. under your control. Yeah, yeah. So basically, if you told him to start dancing, he would start dancing. If you told if you told him to do a jig, he would do a jig. If you told him to kill himself, he would kill himself. But he'll do basically almost anything you want him to do right now for you. Well, I suspect that all the animals down there are um, are really pissed at the Lord mm-hmm. and not at us. And so, could you please take out that thing? Chimera. Chimera. Okay, so you would like to send the you'd like to send the uh, butler to go and uh, to go and uh, do da- do to attack the uh, Chimera as well. Yes. Okay. Keep in mind that if he gets hurt at all, he might lose his charmed. He might be. He might have his charmed. Uh, I'm trying to save my son. That's true. Well, yes, but if if the elf gets damaged, then the elf might realize, "Oh, I've been charmed. Why'd you do that? I'm going to attack you now." Because right now he's under the effects of a spell. Well, okay. What are my other options here? Well, that's. Hmm. I I can't help you on this particular point. I apologize. This is the sort of the fun of D and D is trying to navigate these types of situations. Okay, well, because I can't disguise myself as the elf because the elf is now a bear, and I can't. Well, you, you can still disguise yourself as an elf. It's just it's it's dubious of what good this is going that'll do you necessarily. I could walk past the guards and leave. In theory, you could walk past the guards and leave here. But then I'm gonna leave my son. Well, I mean, what you can do here, I mean. Okay, so I'll paint this picture for you here. If you wanted to, you could rescue your son, and then leave the nobleman and the and the butler to um, to their own devices here. But keep in mind that the entire point of coming to this town was to try to find a way to make money for in this town. In this town, if the nobleman and the drew and the butler here survive, the chimera here, like they're not going, they're going to know who you are. It might come back to you, because again, at this point here, like I want, I want the bear in the in the pit. Can can you roll for Arcana real quickly for me? What's Arcana? So basically, you were just studying something to see if there are any sort of magical properties about it. Okay, so which dice? So you're gonna roll a d20. Yeah. And so then... all of these skills require yep. a d20. Okay. Seven. <laughs> Crap. Well, no, no. So plus your wisdom, so that's gonna be plus two. So it's a nine. You can tell that you can tell that the druid is ve- you can tell that the druid is, um, just a second here. You might need to make one more roll. Roll for history. Did you have you have bonuses in history? Four. So. Um, this Eight. druid, this druid looks important, but you're not sure why. He's magical, though. Yeah, all druids are magical. He's magical and he's important. He look he I, he he seems important. You can't. You're not necessarily certain why or how. So I might want to save him too. Well, he might be of use to you in some sort of way, shape, or form. Perhaps. So I don't want him to get hurt. Okay. Well, you you can't. He again, like again, I'm 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 intentionally being vague. Because you didn't roll high enough here. John, John can try rolling okay, here as okay, well. Okay, okay, okay. Here, here. I have minor illusion. Okay. Can I create a sound that makes the Lord and the... Chimera? Chimera. Turn and look the other way, and I can. I and John can shuttle into the cage that the um, 
Other thing was in and see if there's a back door to it. You can. I would like to do that. Okay. So I would so like to minor, use my minor illusion. Yep. So that is a single action here, I believe. So you only get one action per turn. Yes. So your action is going to be used to. Oh no no. So like. So you have only have one action per turn. Some actions are are also considered bonus actions. So sometimes you can just do an extra small thing and then do a big thing. But so, like, so like an example here, you saw the crossbow and you picked it up. That was considered I gave you a free action for that, which okay. is picking it up, and then you got to fire it. Yeah. So that was basically your free action there. To okay. Like so if I make the sound and it distracts them, if it distracts them, if it distracts them, mm -hmm. yeah, then can he play off of that and hit them, hit hit them while they're distracted? Yeah, he could. Yeah. Uh, it all depend again. It all depends on your success here at the end of the day. Okay. Yeah. Whether I'm, or not I'm, they're actually successfully distracted I'm, I'm, by the I'm sound. I'm willing to try that. Right. What do you think? You do you. Okay. All right. Fourteen plus. Plus, she's going to be. I believe it's your wisdom here. My wisdom is plus two. Yeah. So that'd be sixteen. Okay. Uh, what kind of illusion do you want to make? You can make a. You're, you're trying to make a sound to distract them, right? Yes. Okay. A roar. Okay. I want the, I want them I want a bear roar so that they think the elf is there even though the elf isn't there because it is kind of dark in there, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so. we can see relatively fine because we have dark vision. Right. We are teeth. Oh, the, the, there's lights that have come that around too. the around the arena here, so it's well lit now. You can you have the ability to kind of see all around you. We, you can see that the other cages we, we, here. We want to distract both of them. Okay. So this is kind of so the X right now is where the. Um, the chimera is, and the noble is kind of right next to him. You you're right now kind of floating around in the air, I'm assuming. Okay. Um, yes, and I'm John's right. obviously on the ground, and this is the butler bear over here. Okay. And so these little little lines here are, are obviously different um, cages here. Well, I've charmed the butler bear. Mm -hmm. Is the butler bear in the in the thing with us? He's on the ledge right now, watching over it. Okay, so we can't get to the butler bear. But we could get to the yellow door? You can get to, yeah. So this yellow door over here is the one that's opened up here, actually. Okay. And so has this one here as well. So oh, this oh, is this nice. is the one. Yeah, what? The pen or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's I why. Pen, but yeah, that's I why, yeah, but don't know how to use it yet. This is why I have a surface to play. This is this yeah, is why okay. this is why I brought this instead of a pen and paper. So. Okay. Um, this Both these two yellow spots here are, are doors that have opened up and no longer have beasts inside them. So if you wanted to, you could make a noise to kind of distract over here if you wanted to. Yes, that's that's exactly where I want the noise. Okay, so the noise is going to happen over here. Okay. All right. Um, saving throws, saving throws. Nineteen. The nobleman is not. Uh, the nobleman does not get. Here. Here's a noise. Looks. Uh, here's a noise and doesn't care at all. He thinks it's just another one of his creatures getting, getting annoyed because he's got a lot of them. Okay. Um, the chimera does look though. Okay. So chimera is now looking kind of in the opposite direction here. The nobleman decides. Um, so that's now it's the nobleman's turn. And he decides that he's going to um, he's going to go ahead and attack the. Um, the uh, Chimera one, once again. And he does hit. And then if I may borrow a D8. Yes, you may. Where's your 8? Perfect. 
He does another six points of damage to the Chimera. Um, the Chimera, because it got hit and is distracted, is not paying attention to you two at all. Mm -hmm. It's only paying attention to the Lord. Can we run? The Lord... Cut. Uh, ooh. Oh, is that a one? Yeah. So, you know how we talked about nat 20s earlier, right? How yeah. they are just an automatic success? So, a nat one, a natural one, is the lowest you can possibly get. So that not only is an automatic failure, but that means you failed so spectacularly in doing something that you wanted to do that there, there will be harsh consequences. Okay. So, for example, if you wanted to roll okay. athletics, for example, like to jump over a gorge, if you did a nat 20, not only did you jump over the gorge, but you, like, did a flip over it and, like, landed on a little coin purse that had, like, 20 gold. Okay. But if you rolled a nat 1, not only did you not jump over the gorge, but you fell and hit every single rock on the way down. And right. if, yeah, you, if, you remember, if you remember, this is the house on fire and there's a kitten inside. Yeah. A natural 20 means not only did you get the, kid, the, get the kitten, but when you came out of the house... You did a backflip. You tossed the cat into the air. You did like a, you did like two backflips, and then when you landed, you then caught the cat, and like everyone gave you a standing applause. Okay. Versus if you rolled a natural one, you ran into the house, you grabbed the cat, but then you tripped and fell and knocked yourself out, and possibly landed on the cat. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so. Okay. So you got a one there. So what yeah. happened? So the chimera heard the noise here and decided to run toward it, um, basically because it turned its back, and the nobleman as took a swipe at its butt essentially and that spooked the chimera and he ran toward the get to one of the walls here um he ran into the wall though because he ran at full speed because he was shot startled and he did he not only hit both of his heads but he did nine points of damage Oof. to himself as a result keep in mind though the chimera has 89 hit points here oh jesus Okay, so... so. I, for, I forgot to describe the Chimera. The Chimera is about 10 feet long. <laughs> okay, okay. It's, it's not a small creature. Okay. Cool. So, so what is the status of the Lord right now? Uh, the Lord has got his left arm like he's bleeding pretty profusely. Uh-huh. Um, it's almost limp at his side if it weren't for the fact that he can still kind of move his arm. Uh, but like, he's got like big gorge marks on all over his hand. and his, How fast is he? Um, well... Um, he's already done his action here at this point here, so taking a taking a swipe at the chimera was his action. Okay, so could we run out our door? Well, again, so there's not any noticeable doorways or stairs that lead up out of this pit. Well, how the hell are we supposed to get out of the pit? I mean, I can fly, but then I leave him. Okay. Um, carefully. You get out of the pit carefully. So what there's an option here to do is it's called passing the turn which means that John can ready himself for something and let you do something first in order for him to then do something. So you've heard of this before, right, John? Yes. Yeah. So essentially the notion here is that um, the way the initiative is working right now is that it's John, then you, the nobleman, and the chimera. The chimera technically has a higher, higher initiative than John, but because you always go around in a circle, right now it's at John's turn and then your turn. Right. So if you wanted to, you could do your turn, and then it becomes the nobleman's turn, but then John gets to take his turn last. So what would we do with that? So, what, so again, if you, wanted to, so if you wanted to go up to the ledge, there, um, you didn't... If Your pack probably has a rope in it. Yes. 
your pack, every adventure pack at least has a rope in it somewhere. Okay, but if so, you get to the so ledge, Pat, there might also might be something up there as well. We okay, nudge, nudge. okay. So you're going to pass your turn? Yes. Okay, and I'm going to fly up to the ledge. Okay, I'm going to consider this a free action to fly up to the ledge. Okay. And so... Um, I'd, I'd like to take my rope and toss it down to my, my do, son. Do a quick perception check real quickly. See if there's something up there. Oh. 13 plus 4. 17. 17. There is a lever that says stairs. I'd like to hit the lever that says stairs. Okay. So this is going to be your action here. There is a wall that kind of moves slightly to the right. And a set of stairs looks like there's a set of stairs that... Um, so there's a doorway that kind of opens up that's not initially clear. I, I have a question for you on okay. this doorway. The doorway is too small. I, I want to clarify. The doorway is too small for the the chimera to go through? Yes, it's about, again, you got to remember... And, and, and the Lord is very rotund. Is it too small also for the Lord to go through? The doorway is about a four, is about a three foot wide doorway. He was it's really desi- rotund. It's designed for a human to walk through. The The Lord can walk through it here as well. But you got to remember... It's better than the chimera. Okay, so, it, so it's going to leave the chimera in the dust. Well, the chimera will stay inside there. Keep in mind, the chimera has wings. It can fly too. I know, right? I'm sorry. Like I said, this is why D&D is fun. Okay. Because it's all about the dice rolls to see if your plan succeeds. Okay, I, I, I want to, to pull the lever and open the door. Okay, so this, so this doorway opens up and it, there are stairs that lead upward. Uh-huh. Um, uh, that, that lead upward back up to the room here. Because you notice to the but, side here... But it's the Lord's turn next. It is technically the Lord's turn next. But you still have... But you're... This is... I'm going to let you do one more thing if you want to do anything at all. I do. Okay. Um, roll perception one more time. 10 plus 4, 14. Okay. So, there, so um, as you're looking here, the one that says stairs leaped at you right away because it's got a little picture of stairs right next to it. Uh-huh. But the other ones have little animal symbols next to it here. They release other animals. Yes, they release other gates here. What, what, are, what are the animals? You can't tell. You're looking at it too quickly. You notice that there are other these other levers like are kind of like the kind of levers here on a panel, and they look like they'll open up other gates here because one of them's already lowered down, and that was the periton that was here earlier. So these other gates might open up other other creatures here if you're interested. I would suggest waiting until they get out to do that. Yeah, I would like to wait until he gets out to do that. Okay, all right. That, that would be very beneficial. Okay. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Um, it is now the lo- nobleman's turn. Um, Can I bribe the bear? Well, the bear's working. He's charmed. He's, he's charmed. He's already. Okay. Yeah, you okay. don't, yeah, you don't have to do anything for him. He, he's totally on your side, but he's just kind of like staring at you, waiting for you to tell him what to do right now. Okay. I haven't gotten a dance yet, you know? The uh, nobleman here doesn't notice that you've that you've gotten up to the ledge. He's actually really, really freaked out by the chimera right now. Uh-huh. He thinks that he's won a great victory over the chimera right now, and he's going to go back at the chimera okay. and go kind of like piss him off some more. Twenty. Oh, <laughs> he succeeds. He succeeds. Um. One. One. Eight. Oh, if you get a natural... Now, mind you, my rule here is that if on your roll you get the highest number possible, you get a crit on that, you get to re-roll that again. Okay. So, nine, so... 
14. He does 17 points of damage. He's chopped off the tail of the Chimera here. So One-handed with a sword. Pissed off further, though. Oh, yes. Yes, the Chimera is... The Chimera is now as like is rightfully like screaming in agony and very upset. Run up the goddamn it's stairs. John's turn now. <laughs> okay, your turn. So John, you've noticed um, Mom's obviously called out to you and told you stairs. The nobleman hasn't noticed here at all. Yeah. What do you wish to do? I'm gonna run up the same stairs. You want to do anything else? Well, once I'm at the top of the stairs, I would also like to roll perception and see what the other animals are. Well, that, but oh, also release an animal. Pull the lever back up for the stairs. Well. You may or may not want it. I'm just giving you a hint. Keep in mind, it's a heavy... It's Keep in mind, it's a repeating crossbow. It's light by its nature. Oh, please do but it's one of the, But it's yeah. one of those things that, like, if you hold it, it's a two-headed sort of thing. Yeah. So you're going to have to... Yeah. yeah. Because you don't... Because, um... What is your strength again? So my strength is 14. Oh. Okay. Um, for you to carry... You would have to carry it up here because you'd have to... Because you, you don't have a... Because you're not going to be able to, like, pack it here. Yeah. Because that's going to take a turn to pack it. So you would have to put away your scimitar and your... And your new... And your whatever dagger you've collected here. Mm-hmm. That I'm not telling you what it is just yet. Yep. And um, in order to do so... Um, you would have to carry you would have to carry that crossbow with you upstairs, so you would not be able to attack any attack this round if you if you desired to. This is very true. You could leave the crossbow; it's fine. There might be other stuff here in this in what? this noble's house as well. You don't know yeah. necessarily. Yeah, leave the crossbow. Well, here, wait, wait, wait. Can He's down we... in the pit. I can steal anything I want, right? Ideally. Yeah. Can I roll a? Can I make a quick perception check to see if there's anything else particularly interest or no? An arcana check. Okay. See if there's anything else particularly interesting you may. on the ground. So that's oh. going to be a 15. There's a lot of interesting items on the ground that you suddenly come to realize. That the floor is littered with either staffs that are broken in half. Um, there's an orb somewhere over here that looks like it might possess, might be containing some sort of familiar in it. Um, there's an amulet that's over by the Chimera. Um, there's a, there's clearly a lot of people have died in this arena and left behind their items. And the old woman has just not seen fit to want to collect it. Is the orb close to me? Um, roll a d20, please. Dirty dice. Three. No, it's over by the Chimera. Well, shoot. Roll again. Yeah, three days. Eight. There is a broke perception, so like nine. Yeah. Okay, so not that much of a difference. Um, if you want, there is a broken staff that's kind of by the stairway. It's broken, so it's not at full power as it might have once been, but it's got a kind of a glowy crystal at the very end of it. It could be valuable for something or other. And repurposed. Yes, if so, you want to. I would like to pick up the crossbow, and on my way up the stairs, I would like to pick up that staff. Roll a strength check for me real quickly. Strength check, right? Yes. 17. Plus so 21. 21? Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, no. 19. 19. Okay, yeah. So you're able to pick up both. Sweet. 
as you're carrying them, though, like, you've got the staff in one hand, you've got the crossbow in the other hand. And, like, the second you get up the stairs, you have to drop one of the other one of, one of the two of those there because one, one of them is too heavy to carry, the crossbow, ideally. Yeah. I can, I can carry the crossbow, though. Yes, you can, you can grab the crossbow from him. Yeah. Yeah. No, so once I get up the stairs, I would like to just give... Under the crossbow? Yeah. And then pull the stairs lever back. No, 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 no. You collect. You doing the perception and carrying both oh, those yeah, items yeah, there are going to yeah. be the That'll one action. action. Yeah. I, 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 I'm going to close the trap. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it is now... Re- so, so again, remember, it is Chimera, John, you, and the nobleman. Because John passed his turn, it became Chimera, Mom... Uh, nobleman and then John, but it resets itself again back to the beginning. So now it's going to be the Chimera's turn. I need... Oh, that's going to be my turn. Chimera now is royally pissed. Because it saw John go up the stairs? No, no, no. Because it's got its tail cut off here. But it's noticed the door opening. Oh. But it can't go through. No, it can't go through, but it's noticing now that there's less people in the arena. Oh. But it's really... okay. After you've eaten one fat lord, doesn't matter. It really hasn't matter. eaten him yet, though. Fat lord's still alive. It still wants to go after the lord because the lord cut off its tail. Yeah. yeah. What is it? A 13? We can turn on the light. This is true. We've played long enough that it's getting dark here. Okay? I Start know, but hasn't it, it been fun? How long? Oh, have yeah. All right. Um, he hits. One the... my friends and I usually play until like 3 or 4 a.m. Yeah. I... Yes. It's a. Yeah. Where are that? Yeah. Can I borrow two D6 from you? Yes, you can. Thank you. So I personally, this is why I like to have more than one set of die for yep. each character. So that way, if I have to... Mul- it's better than having to roll the same die over and over and over and over. Yeah. Especially but, with some of the higher level spells that ca- cause like six D6s of damage yeah. or something. Um, the nobleman gets his, arm, gets his right arm bitten off. Ooh! Didn't, he, didn't his left arm uh, get, get... Get injured, yes. He can't grasp with his left arm, his left hand right now. Is Basically, his left forearm right here is, like, bitten on, and it's got, like, giant gaping holes from the teeth marks from the lying side of the chimera. Well, the ram part of the chimera is basically just kind of, like, bitten at his arm and just, like, pulled back and ripped his arm off. Okay. Poor, poor bastard. Yeah. Yep. Um, it is now John's turn. Cool. So... Yeah, you, you get the crossbow. Th- thank you, thank you. And I'm going to pull back the stairs lever. How many levers can I do with one action? Just the one, or... Roll for it. 20. Hot damn, okay. Uh, you can... So there are eight levers... So there are nine levers here. Roll perception real quickly. So eight animals and, and the stairs. So that'll be a five. So five, okay. Um, so... You notice that two levers have been pulled down, or three levers have been pulled down in total here. Uh, one of them, obviously, is this is one from the stairs, and the other two are the two door, two kind of guarded cells that are there. There are six more of them here, though. What do you, um, what do you want to do? So, I would like to pull up the one for the stairs, and then just basically flip all the others down and open them all, open up all the rest of them. Roll a d6 real quickly. Okay, some of those things might have wings. Two. One of them might be a big snake. Wow. We don't know that. God, but so, one, one wouldn't be enough? Well, okay. We can let them all 
kill each other and then kill the last one because that last one's probably going to be pretty wounded and then we can collect all the cool stuff that's on the floor after oh. we kill that oh, last one. Good strategy. Okay. There's other stuff around the house too. I mean, I mean, I think they're all going to be pleased that the Lord is dead. Well, yes, but there's all sorts of cool like weapon stuff. Okay. All and right. Weapons are good because they okay. cause more damage. Okay. Okay. I now have a crossbow. Yes, you do. Repeating. We can find other cool stuff like that. Okay. I have a repeating crossbow. <laughs> Alrighty. So you have let loose a salamander. Salamander can I do? Well, it's not that kind of salamander. It's a different kind of salamander. Find a picture here for. Don't think like tiny, small lizard. Think more like Charizard. Oh, oh, I like Charizard. Yeah, so you've let loose a salamander here, which uh, looks like this. That is very Charizard looking. Yes. Just yes. a very big fire breathing snake lizard thing. Let's see here. It can't wiggle out of the chamber, right? Well, we also put the stairs back up, so not really. You've also let out two hippogriffs. I like hippogriffs. Very good in, in Harry Potter. Yes. Um, oh, he's over here. You've let out a spectator. What's a spectator? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, like a beholder almost. Yes. Like a baby beholder. A baby beholder essentially is the way I describe them. Cool. So this is based, think like Mike Wazowski from Monsters, Inc., except no limbs. And instead of limbs, it's got extra little eyes, eyes. eyes on like antennae like thing. Think like Mike, if Mike Wazowski and that one snake Medusa lady from Monsters, Inc. had a baby. And instead you of little extra heads on the... On the hairs, it's other eyes. You've also left out. You've also let out a displacer beast. So, like a panther with extra legs and, and tails. tails. Yes. yes. And just for fun, oh god! You've also let out. You remember that one movie um, with Liam Neeson? He has got a great line in it. Which the one, one? Where, he's, where his daughter's taken? No, not the one where he's taken. No, not the one from Taken. It's Batman Begins. No, 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 not Batman Begins. Um, it was um, he plays Zeus. Yeah, <laughs> we have the Kraken. That's my homie. <laughs> John realized so you don't see the heads of it, but you see the tentacles of it. This is a yes. baby Kraken. And when it's when it's when its gates open up, it floods a little bit of water out from it. Okay. And you start seeing tentacles come out of it. Okay. So this is really good for me. Do you want to know why? Yes. So, like I said earlier, when it comes to different kinds of magic casters within D and D, you have clerics who pray to a god, and that god grants them abilities. You have druids who get their power from Mother Nature and can transform into different animals. You got wizards who study their spells, like Harry Potter. You got sorcerers who are just so in tune with elemental magic and they can shoot fire and be part of the storm and stuff like that. Whereas my character is a warlock. Warlocks specifically make deals with other deities. And there are different subtypes of warlocks based, based on what kind of deity they make a deal with. You have celestial warlocks who make deals with angels. You have fiend warlocks who make deals with demons. You have undying warlocks, which basically make deals set with 
things that can't die. Like zombies. Not exactly. Think more like um, like things liches, are like eternal. The, okay. Eternal. Elementals in some yeah. cases. Okay. You have all sorts of different things. You can even make a deal with Cthulhu. My character, on the other hand, has made a deal with a kraken, specifically a kraken. There's, it's literally called a kraken warlock. So I can, as part of my deal, I can actually summon tentacles out of the ground to smack people with. Oh, cool. Okay. But in this case here, you should have told me this sooner. You, 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 you would have known, or in some cases here, depending on how secretive John's character is. Because mind you, some people are very secretive. If you're a warlock, you might be very secretive of your deity or the person you've made a pact with. If only just because, depending on the pact here, some of them might... Um, That's not us. Might agree about uh, certain things here at the end of the day. Like okay. some Some creatures might be a little bit more... Some packs might be a little bit more um, mysterious in nature because you don't want to let it out. Because the second you let it out, it might affect how everyone perceives you in some cases. Or it might even just straight up. that will help us for later. Okay. Well, you were rolling it too, so... Well, yeah, I, I, keep I, that would, I, would, I yes. would like to let them do all the mayhem, and while you're waiting for all that to go away so you can go and pick up things in that room, I'd like to find the wife, because I wanted to rescue the wife. Who, because she's going to give me her, her gold and silver when I rescue her. Right? No? Wrong? Maybe. No? We, don't, we don't know what's going on with the wife. Remember, the wife's just been, as far as you know for the wife here, all you've known is that she's screaming. All we know is she's screaming. Yes, you don't know why she's screaming necessarily. Yeah. You just know that she is screaming, so you don't know if she is a willing participant in anything going on here, or if she's a captive going on here, or if she's even like well, okay. orchestrating some of this stuff even, maybe. Everything we saw in the house earlier was very expensive and very, so these are obviously very wealthy people. Yes. So I'd like to go collect and collect some stuff. I mean, don't forget there are other guards there. Keep in mind there are other guards there right now. She's charmed the druid here, or excuse me, the butler bear right now. Um, though for you to leave right now, though the thing here is that if you want to leave the gladiatorial pit here, um, and I'll let you leave it with John here, um, which will end combat. It'll take you an action to do so, though. So basically, you leave it, you walking out of the. Well, what if we want to come back and pick up some of the things that have been left behind? Well, I would not recommend that right now. Okay, yeah. so I I would like to I would like to leave the pit. Okay. And explore the house and see. Do you take the druid? Do you take the bear druid with you? Yes, he's still charmed. Okay. But can, uh, but can he turn back into a, a, a druid? Done. Okay. Okay, um, I need to make a quick roll here. Because just because we want to leave doesn't necessarily mean that we will. So, the uh, spectator doesn't notice you leaving. The chimera doesn't notice you leaving. The hippogriffs notice you leaving. Hippogriffs can fly. Yes. Crap. The, uh... 
Can't these animals be glad that they're free and they're no longer in the cages? Yes, but they've been... You don't know what they've been ha- what's been happening to them beforehand. They've been locked up in cages. They might. And clearly the first one here was look, looks like it hadn't been fed in a while. Yeah, they're hungry. Yeah. So uh, essentially here, you leave the nobleman behind, and he's now fending off against different animals, uh, different creatures here. Do you want to wait to see what happens to him or leave before before anything, before you get to find out what happens to him? I would like to wait and see. Because here's my thinking. So, Keep in mind, the hippogriffs know you're trying to leave. They know we're up on the... We, we, we don't want to hide from the hippogriffs? Well, here's the thing. Druids get all their power from Mother Nature. Oh, so, so my druid could, could do something with the hippogriffs? Yes. He could potentially calm down the animals. Okay, potentially. Well, we don't know what exactly he's okay, capable we'll, of, we'll, but we'll, it is We'll wait and see what happens. You're going to wait to see what happens? Yes. Okay. Let's see here. So it's the nobleman's turn now. 17. Unbeknownst to you, the nobleman grabs his chest, and there is an amulet on his on his chest. Oh, it knows. He grabs that. But he can't grasp anything with his left hand, and he has he no right hand. Yeah, he has no right hand, but he holds on, but he at least puts his hand onto it. So he, like, flings his arm up onto his hand here. And hits it, and it starts glowing bright blue light. This will be different. This is a six and an eight. He starts to regrow part of his right arm. Cool. That is his entire action. <laughs> That's cool. The Chimera tries to eat him and misses. The Spectator does not hit either. John, roll a d12. Okay. Four. What is your uh, wisdom? Twelve. So I get plus one. And I have advantage on the saving throw, so that would be plus three to anything that I roll. So what was your final roll at the end of the day? Seven, if it's four. Seven. The Kraken, you see the Kraken trying to reach out? Yes. To him? And because you are nearby, the Kraken realizes that you are in somewhat danger. And he grabs hold of the, uh, of the nobleman. Hmm. Does he eat him? His first tentacle misses. His other tentacle misses badly and hits the Chimera. Oh. But it's latched onto the Chimera. Hmm. He grabs the nobleman. They're dragged back toward the cell. And all you hear is blood-curdling uh, screams. Are they the nobleman's blood-curdling screams? And the Chimera's. And the cameras. Oh, they're both being dragged back. Okay. Yes. All right. The other animals now are looking at each other and looking like they might want to start picking fights with whatever's closest to them. The hippogriffs have forgotten about us? No, the hippogriffs are still coming towards you here. Oh. But it's now John's turn. 
I would like to move my action towards, or save, save my turn. Okay. So that way you can talk to. Because <clears throat> the thing is that the elf, the elf the druid, druid yeah. because he's charmed by you, he will only listen to you. He will not okay. listen to me. Okay. So I would like to talk to my my dwarf let's, druid. Let's see if we can elf druid. quell okay. the fight. And, and, and see if he could communicate to the hippogriffs that we're really good people. Okay. We're, we're good demons. Okay. Well, not just to the hippogriffs, but to everything else, too. To everything else, yes. Yeah. To all the animals. And if they chill out, we'll let them go free. Yes. And they can be our friends. Five. Eleven. Seven. Okay. So, he quells the hippogriffs, who kind of just, like, land near you. Um, and you now realize they have saddles on their backs. Oh! Oh, we can ride them! <laughs> so, um, so the hippogriffs are now kind of, like, like, calmed down. They've kind of just, like, landed on the ledge here. Um, of which there's just barely enough space for them. Uh, the other creatures inside the pit here, um, do not act favorably toward the druid. And have now such decided that they want you. Particularly the druid, particularly... You, the druid, and you, the druid, and John. At, at this point, they've decided that they do not they do not like you guys because you're the next possible meal on the ticket here, with the exception of the kraken. The kraken's no longer in, invested in you guys anymore. The, he's being fed right now. Okay, so is it still my turn? Uh, yes, but you do. But you, I need you to roll a uh, d uh, a d six here because basically you talking to the to the bear druid here was a free action. Want perfect. Um, so before you can continue talking to anybody, you hear steps coming from behind you. Hmm. Shrill shrieking along the way. It's the wife. It's the wife. What do we see when we turn around? Both of you need to roll a perception. <laughs> I'm 10 plus 4, 14. I got a ten. You see here coming. You see here streaming toward you with a pike, Ooh. running at both of you. Do we both. notice anything particular about her? Yes. Aside from the fact that she's wielding a pike. Yes, she's got hooves for feet. We tell her. Well, no, 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 no. You got to be listening. No, 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 you, you know, she's, she's not listening to you right now. She's charging at both of you. The fact that you've noticed it now means you can roll for dexterity to, to as a saving throw. Cool. Eighteen. So, so with my okay. So that'll be eight. Nineteen for me. Three. Okay, mom, you're no, 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 no. plus two five, plus two. So plus four. So that'll be seven, seven. for you because you have proficiency in dexterity Absolutely saving throws. Rolling dice. Okay. Honestly, that's just kind of how it is sometimes. Okay, so she charges at you, and she does get to hit you, unfortunately, with the pike. Just how it is, sometimes. And you do take uh, five points of damage because she gets you in the shoulder. That's only half eight. Minus five. Okay. So now you can uh, do something now, Ma. Now so it's your turn. Now you, have, now you have a free action. Can I fly away? 
Can I get yes. it? Oh, well, I want to grab the griffin and my and my elf and fly off with my griffin and my elf. Well, if you wanna if you wanna hop on the griffin, you can, and you can fly with the griffin. The hole in the roof is big enough for a hippogriff to go through. I would like to fly away on my griffin. Okay. Fly away on your griffin, less you got it right. Can I take the Can I take the elf with me? No, the griff the hippogriffs are only big enough to fit one person on it. Okay. I want to take the elf. See, I kind of want to appease my uh, the little the little baby kraken. I want to appease him because this is obviously related to my to my patron. Well, what would it take for you to appease him? I don't know. I would like to. Well, I'm still I'm still trying to I'm I'm. St- I, I well, my, my concern my my character's personal concern would be that he doesn't want to ditch his uh, anything that's related to his patron, because then that would, his patron would begin well, to frown I don't upon leave him. Well, I you. You're my son. Well, that's why there's the extra hippogriff there. Okay, I'm gonna hop on the hippogriff. Okay. But I kind of wanted to save the my elf. Okay. I feel like he's in danger. You still have control over the elf. She's not going after the elf just yet. Again, the key phrase there being yet. All right, John, what would you like to do? Remember, this, this is this is a woman that's just charged at mom with a pike. Yeah, she I want is, to take care of the wife. You're going to take care of the wife? Yeah. Okay. Um, roll a perception check for me real quickly. So that would be a 10. A 10? Is that with your modifiers? Yeah. Yeah, uh, we're, not, we're not high rollers here. That's okay. Um, do a quick uh, arcana check for me. Nope, three dice. 12. So that'll be, with my modifiers, that'll be a 15. You real... Um, okay, so... What you've noticed here is that you notice that she has hooves for feet, mm-hmm. and what was originally a somewhat fair sort of maiden with like blonde hair is kind of disappearing almost and revealing a succubus. What's the succubus? That would be a kind of monster. So I'm noticing past an illusion? Yes, you've basically seen uh, through her magic. Okay. Oh, that's a pretty one. Yeah, you've noticed the succubus here. Uh, okay, we we are we are tieflings. Yes. Is there any sort of way we could perchance persuade her to calm down? You have persuasion, right? I don't have proficiency in it, but my charisma is relatively high. Go for because it. Because we are tieflings, so like, hey, gal. Chill. Okay. We mean you no harm. Wanna go have a cup of coffee? Oh, no. So that'll be, with modifiers, that'll be a six. Ooh, no. No. Um, <laughs> so what do you tell her? <laughs> well, I actually should have asked that before you rolled. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's all, it's all good. Is it, is it basically to the intention of, whoa, whoa, chill, lady, chill. We're tieflings, we mean you no harm. What are you doing to my elf? We aren't doing anything to him. I see you doing something to my elf. Get away from my elf. 
You got it. We did charm him earlier to help us out, but... Traitors! If you'd like, we can undo it. She swings at you with her pike. Miss. And she misses. Mom, it's now your turn. You have I'm, I'm in proficiency the... in persuasion, and you have the same amount of charisma that I do. So you would get plus five with it to anything that you roll. So you try to persuade her. Well, I, I want to fly back on my hippogriff and try to persuade her um, that we, we meant the, the elf no harm, and we you, were only coming to save her. You still have enough range um, while you're on your hippogriff. Well, that she cannot reach you, you can still okay. talk to her. Okay. So I would like to talk to her and explain to her okay. that I, I came to the castle with the intent of saving her because I heard she was shrieking. Okay. Oh, oh shit. 17. Or no, 7. Not 17. 7. Oh my goodness, what's that over there? I didn't see that dice get rolled at all. <laughs> 20. Okay. Um, the, um, so the succubus here suddenly, like, here, here's your pleas, and is suddenly overcome with remorse all of a sudden. It's like, wait, what? You came to save me? I heard you were shrieking. The dwarf at the bar told me that you shriek, and I was worried about you, so I wanted to save you. We even heard it! Yes, we heard We heard you shriek. I wasn't shrieking. I, I didn't need saving. That was me and the butler. Oh. Oh, I see. It's a bit of a kink. I, I'm, oh, no. <laughs> well... Where is my husband? He's around. around. <laughs> He's some of him over there, a little bit more of him over there. Is that his arm over there? Maybe. Thank Might be. God. He, he met he, he he met some of his pets. Infernal five. <laughs> and this ends combat. Yay. Okay. Can we can here? As part of our plea, we should probably uncharm the elf. Yes, yes, we should uncharm. Okay. You you can undo your so when it comes to like spells like that, you as long as you've casted them, you can undo them at any time. My hour is done. Yes. Well you can choose to end it. Okay. Okay. Because so we'll combat them. actually each turn in combat, as just like a little random fun fact, doesn't really matter all that much, but each turn of combat in real time would be like six seconds. Okay. Not okay. not like this is how long it should be. No, like in the sense of like if you wanted to Measure it in an actual time. Yeah. You know, ten rounds of combat is a minute. A minute long in actual like real life. Okay. In theory, like you can charm a person for up to like an hour or two in some cases, depending on how strong your magic is. Your level one, so your magic like will let you charm them for maybe like ten minutes, maybe. In this case, because he wasn't even doing anything too much here at the end of the day beyond throwing the Nolvin into the pit. Which is something he probably wanted to do anyway if he was knocking up the. the yeah, but I mean, like he was a very stoic elf. Okay. Um, all right. So basically, um, you guys leave the pit here. Essentially, I um, don't leave the pit just yet. I want to. I want to thank my kraken. No, you, you're going to want to leave here now because the other animals have decided that you're more of an interest here. Okay. And the succubus has basically said you need. To, we should leave now. And, and remember that they didn't go back into their cages. No. Can I at least like yell to my? Thank you, patron? boy. Basically. Roll. Do a quick, uh, do a quick, uh, roll. Seven. Hmm. What kind of roll? 
Um, but it's perception. Oh, so that'd be an eight. An eight? Yeah. You notice one of the tentacles kind of come back out of the cage <laughs> with an arm that waves goodbye to you. Yay! Yay! So, um, as you leave, the succubus decides there's a final switch on it. And so, basically what the... So, did you fly back down to the succubus on the hippogriff by chance? Yes, I did. Okay. So, um, the... Uh, so the butler here is taking the hippogriffs, taking them upstairs, is taking them through the hole that's in the gladiatorial pit. Uh-huh. And the succubus is quickly leading both of you away. You're carrying the repeating crossbow, I presume, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't get to keep the, the, the hippogriff? No? Wait, wait for it. Well, I was going to say, so technically speaking, also just because you are a winged tiefling, you actually do rather resemble... A succubus on the same level, so okay. she's now got a slightly better view of you here. So she kind of actually admires your wings. That she thinks she's very much, much prettier than hers. So she's a little jealous. Oh. Um, so as you leave, she flips a final switch, and the gladiatorial pit closes in on itself and self destructs. Basically, all basically it kind of falls in on itself, okay. crushes all the other animals and kind of everything else that was in there. Damn. Why you poor Kraken? I'm so sorry. Well, that and then also all the cool stuff that would have been at the bottom. Oh. Yeah, there was kind of some cool other stuff down there. Um, the orb. I Well, I did get the staff with a crystal. Orb, a glowy crystal bit on it. on it. You yeah. will probably um, roll for Arcana. Yep, dirty dice. So that'll be a 16. You realize that the staff is known is the former staff of a another warlock? Hmm. Who's familiar was who whose deity was a kraken? Yay! You notice that the staff is wooden in nature, but as you get to the top of the what's the crystal at the top of it, there's like tentac- metal tentacles that kind of encase it and kind of are holding on to this kind of crystal that looks kind of like it's been polished under the water here a little bit. It's hmm. kind of curved and kind of juicy. If you're able to repair the staff, you might be even more powerful. Um, as of right now, you need to take it to a um, to a person who's proficient in staffs to understand better what the staff will give will will allow you to do. But right now, just even holding on to it just gives you a plus one to your intelligence uh, modifiers. I'm smarter, so it makes you so it makes you a little bit smarter here. Um, but you have to be holding on to it. Gotcha. So if you were holding on to it here, you obviously wouldn't want to use it because it's a kind of a broken wooden staff here at the end of the day. So if it might, got, might misfire. Well, not so much misfire, but um, if it were to get damaged here at all, you might lose the top of it, which is the important part. Yeah. And thus you would lose your intelligence, and you can't obviously do damage with it at all. You're too, you're a little, you would be too worried of breaking it right now until you got it properly repaired. Okay. I'd say, if anything, what I'm thinking of is potentially, essentially taking this stone off of it and maybe finding a different, like, base. Yeah, that a different base, a new staff, a... Uh, an amulet even maybe or something yeah. here there is options here for you with this yeah um but if it's repaired you'll get more you'll get uh you'll get more pluses to something okay um roll for one roll one more time for the arcana here so that'll be 14. 17 17 yep well, the, with modif- the with dagger modifiers. that you've picked up as well is a frost dagger Ooh. stabbing people with it gives you an extra plus one frost damage cool. uh regardless of whether you uh hit a person or not oh that's right, because you, you picked up that cool dagger. So I we did. picked up the dagger, so he gets an extra 
So it does frost damage on it in, in addition. Um, I still have a magic coin I know nothing about. Do you want to... So as you're walking back up here, the succubus starts explaining kind of the history and the backstory of what happened here. Was that um, she was initially tricking the Lord um, and basically was the intention of settling down in kind of remote area with her druid, with her elf druid here. Because the intention was that she wanted to get away from it all, and at the end of the day here, she was still kind of tricking the nobleman into thinking that she was a fair maiden and that they were married together, that they were in um, basically in company, in cahoots with one another. Now, he didn't know she was a succubus at all. She was actually pretty clever about hiding that information from him. Um, Does he love her even more now? Well, he's dead. Who? The noble. Oh, I thought you were talking about the elf. The noble. No, no, no. No, no. no, no. no, no. The elf has all sorts of magic, so the elf yeah. went down. No. The, the elf is actually an arch druid. Oh, shit. Which, is, which denotes all the tattoos all over his arms. And <laughs> it's actually, when he takes off his shirt to change um, his suit, you notice even more tattoos that are all cover, covered all over his body. So essentially, just for context, this is the highest... So, so okay, in terms of leveling for D&D, 20 is the highest you can go. Arch druids are maxed out this is this is a guy who is capable of not only transforming into practically almost any animal depending on what kind of druid he is he can also do all sorts of stuff he can raise the dead he can i'm so proud i was able to charm him my goodness so he is a he is proficient he is a arch druid that is proficient in shape-shifting oh circle of the moon so he has the ability to shape-shift into uh, various woodland creature forms that include a number of other semi-magical beasts. He can also turn into much more dangerous things than a bear. Yeah. He can, like, he, for all... If he wanted to, like, he could turn into, like, a plesiosaur. Like, Loch Ness monster, if he wanted to. Cool. For context. Yeah, so... It takes a lot of space, though. Be yeah. cramped. Um, so the fact that you were able to charm him was actually um, his just bad rolling. Yeah, so... Okay. Well, and, that, and that's part of the fun of D&D is that even if you are such a high level, you can still screw up pretty badly. So, there's well, always you that can screw up, though. He, he did the right thing. He threw the All right. lord into yeah. the... So, the succubus, when she goes back into the castle here, is now transformed back into a fair maiden. Okay. With bright blonde hair and blue eyes and a very fancy dress. And the butler here has changed his outfit. He's got his gloves back on, so he looks prim and proper. Um, you go to have dinner and she explains how again, they moved here to get away from the countryside and the intent was that um, they would go to a place where they would not be able to be heard at all. However, the So they're far the, enough away from... From society that nobody would ask any questions necessarily. Okay. Um, she doesn't necessarily like what the nobleman's been doing by taking all the money, but she doesn't mind having the money either. Okay. Um, she agrees to go ahead and um, reopen up the silver mine that's been there in town. With the intention that the notion here is that the people will be able to go back to mining and be able to make more money. Um, she's also going to return. Um, I'm just envisioning the butler like this. Um, or so, something along those lines. I'm thinking like. Oh, I'm, oh nice. Know. Okay. Um, not quite, but. Yeah. The same. Good, uh, your imagination is as far as you want to take it. So yeah, exactly. Um, she is going to give both of you 100 gold. Ooh, cool. thank for, you. For helping her, for basically getting rid of her husband and she in that gladiator pit, which she did not want. Okay. It's too gaudy. Um, she's also agreed Clash that... Clashes with furniture. She's also agreed that if you should come back with your caravan, she will furnish you with another hundred gold 
each in order to bring more business and, and money to the area here to show as a sign that the lore, that the new um, Lordess, or what is the female version of a lord? I think it's Lady. Uh, Maybe. There yeah. we go. So that the new lady of the area here is a much more benevolent, uh, uh, a benevolent owner of the land versus the former lord. Okay. Um, and so that if is. If you wanted to go like a cooler title, I guess marquee. Uh, lady, we'll, we'll go with lady. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the intent being that you should come back in a month, um, and she promises to have the town far more livelier at that point here. Because the mines will be back open, and the yeah. mines will be back open, and hopefully, um, the notion that her being here will have. Uh, her being in control now will have con- in made the area better. Okay. Um, as well, she's also willing to lend you the hippogriffs to return you back to uh, Waylock- Waywalket in um, the other town that they're in with the blue with the Sapphire Review. Uh-huh. She's agreed to let you borrow the hippogriffs. Um, upon returning back to the town, she would very much like you to return the hippogriffs. Easy. Whether you decide to return the hippogriffs or not is completely up to you guys. Whether you decide to keep them or not, that's between you and them. Although, she... It's hard to hide a hippogriff, though. Well, I would like to return them as a sign of good Goodwill, faith. yeah. She, yeah might even give you more, she might even give you, again, she's going she's gonna to loan them to you for the time being, but upon their return, that she'll give you back the 100 gold. Yeah. Another 100 gold. So you essentially could come back with 200 gold here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're good so, with that. Okay. Um, do you have any questions for her at all or anything she might be able to help you with? Because she is a... She is over 150 years old. She's been traveled for a while. The Archdruid as well is about 400 years old. So, so we would like to know about the towns in the north because we have a month to kill. Well, no, no, to come back. That's okay. Um, there are three towns to the north here. None of them are going to be as prosperous and give you, offer you as much money as our town will. She, she winks and nods. We're going to be back in a month in your town, but we've got some time to kill, so we might want to hit a town or two in between. Now, mind you, mind you, a caravan will take like three weeks to, will take like, can be in anywhere for about a month usually. Oh, okay. So like the notion if you come back in a month, it'll take you like two weeks to get there anyways. Okay. So like it'll take a week to pack up, it'll take two weeks to get there, and it'll take a week to set up. So got it. Basically, by the time you return back to um, your, okay. so, your caravan. Okay, so, so we would like to know. Mm-hmm. Um, because we are scouts. Okay. Well, you're not, you're not scouts. You're just, you're, you're performers, but you were just scouting out the area. Okay. Yeah. So we were scouting out the area. We, we would like to know where she would suggest we go after the, we, we finish in, in her town when we return. So, um, her town is to the east. If you continue to keep going to the east, you're actually going to get, you're actually going to hit the water. And there's a big city that's there that's, she will, um. Is it tiefling friendly? Yes. Ooh. It's very it's tiefling friendly because the Lord is actually a tiefling. Oh right. And it might be a place for you to go set up shop there later. She'll put a good word for you by which of giving you um by giving you a coin to show that if you show this coin they'll basically kind of let you into one of the best taverns that'll help you get around. Out of curiosity, I'll have a same concierge. coin from earlier. You're gonna need to you're gonna need to show her the other coin here first. Okay. Uh go ahead and roll uh go ahead and roll a D eight. It's said. Huh? It's Five. She recognizes the coin. It's not the same coin. So this is a new coin for you. This coin has um, has an anchor on it with three teeth. We we know that the anchor is is, is the house family. Is the yeah. house family is the family crest here? Yeah. Um, the anchor also denotes something else. Um, that part she doesn't know necessarily, but the three teeth marks on this anchor on this coin. 
are not part of the coin. They're personally etched on. Oh. Oh. So, basically, she tells you that so long as you show this coin in this one tavern, there's a person that will act as your concierge who will help you out with almost anything you might need in this new town. Neat. Should you, should you go to this town at any given point. Well, we'd like to go in to that the, town. So she, so she tells you. Um, the anchor, though, roll for history. Both of you can roll for history. That's fine. So a, D, so a D20... I know shit about history. <laughs> Mom later re- recognizes that well, the be, I I get four in this. Yeah, so you yeah. rolled a twenty-two. Yeah. So you recognize that the anchor is actually the patronage of this city that you're go that this this water town that you're going to. It's a merchant guild that basically practically runs the city. So that's why this coin is going to be very useful for you. Um, as and this is the coin that the succubus gives you. Yes. Now, as far as the other coin here. Um, go ahead and roll for this other coin. 18. Um, the succubus sees this coin and basically kind of shudders a little bit when she sees the coin. She doesn't like the the marking on it here. This is a coin of a magical assassination guild that's in the far west. Cool. So I lifted a coin off of somebody who's part of a magical... Assassination Guild. Yes, the oh, intent God. being they're gonna come after me. This was this coin is kind of how they recognize each other. Now they might have multiple coins, and each one of their coins basically denotes um, what kind of services they provide. So I could pretend to be a member of this because I have the coin. Yes, it could get you into certain underhanded places that normally you would not have access to. Nobody usually asks questions about these coins. It's often one of these cases where. You kill a person to lift this coin off of somebody else to get more access to other places. The more coin, the more of these coins that you have, the better the chances of you getting into other places. Cool. Neat. Okay. Um, at this point here, she uh, is there anything else you wish to ask of her, or, or, or you, or is there absolutely no chance that the kraken survived? Um, the kraken probably did not survive. She does not want to go. She does not want to pay the money. To have that place excavated at all? I understand. I just want to go ahead and find a place for just for a moment to sort of pray to my patron and just thank him for his help. And I want to apologize for not being able to do more to save one of his kind. Okay. Alrighty. I just, I just want to get on my patron's good side and, and, and genuinely thank him for, like, you know, thanks for the help. Okay. Anything else you want to talk to the druid or the uh, succubus about? I'm going to thank the druid for, for uh, saving us. I know he was charmed, but still awfully nice. Um, the druid looks at you in a very certain way, as if to say, like, please never talk to me or see me ever again. Oh. He's not He's not happy about the notion that he was... He, he's actually quite... He doesn't imp- like the, the idea that he was charmed. He doesn't like the idea not only that he was charmed, but that he got charmed in general. He's probably um, embarrassed. He's very embarrassed by this. He never wants to see you ever again. No offense, buddy, but yeah. and he means it was like no offense, but like I never I, want to I see got, you got, ever, ever again. Don't remind me of my failures. And he's actually at the point now where he's like, "You guys should probably be on your way because morning Let's now you hop, hop on our hippogriffs and fly." Yeah. Um, now, mind you, uh, you've been able to sleep over the night. Um, your wounds have been tended, so all your hit points are back. Okay. Um, and you guys will have gained experience points, which will get you both to level three. Oh, oh, very cool! Neat. Because okay. again, the because again, I mean, well, you didn't well, you did kind of like do work on a cre- on a um, 
on a Chimera and a um, and a Periton, um, I'm going to say that you also kind of defeated some of these other monsters here as well because they died in the process. Okay. Plus you gained some useful information. So I'll say you guys got to level three and uh, we can discuss if we wish to continue what happens if you get past level three. Usually for most. So, okay, just for more context, uh, for those who don't normally play D&D, level three is a rather important level because most classes, fighters, barbarians, um, basically if you're not a magic casting class, uh, level three is the level where you get to pick your subspecialty or subclass. Not like um, your specialization. Yeah, 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 no, your subclass. Yeah. So, for example, warlocks and sorcerers, they already pick their subclass from the get-go, essentially what kind of magical source they're aligning themselves with, whereas all of the classes at level three get to pick what kind of thing they're going to be. For example, fighters can be champions, they can be battle masters, and gain the ability to sort of inflict statuses upon their opponents. They can become Eldritch Knights, where they can learn how to cast magic and all this other stuff. If you're a paladin, you get to choose what kind of paladin you're going to be. You can be a redemption paladin and defend others. You can be a revenge paladin and try to... You know, you get... You're much more offensively based. So on and so forth. Level 3 in D&D for all, all classes usually is when you gain your subclass, which is where you get to specialize and even if you have two characters that are of the same class, that subclass can make them entirely different. Alrighty. Okay. So yeah, so you guys are flying back on your hippogriffs um, back to the town um, that's technically west of us here. Okay. Because uh, this was to the east. Um, and if we pick it up, we'll pick it up there. There we go. Alrighty. Okay. So, um, that's going to conclude this adventure, but... As a part of always our podcast here, we always like to discuss what it is that we did and reviewed here. So, what did you think of this, Mom? Oh, okay. So this was a lot of fun. I will say the the um, dungeon master is is somewhat on Epita. Yes. But but that was an observation I made before. Well, well, and that's also kind of the idea. You need someone who's impartial to run the game. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I I, I totally get that. And and he was a very kind dungeon master. As well. Oh yes. Yes, he was. I'm yeah. a very malevolent dungeon master. I I. I'm, I care. I would rather see the story be more fun and interesting rather than watching people die and suffer through it. Yeah, so I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm more of the opinion that like as much as like the dice are meant to kind of help guide the narrative of the story of what will happen next. I also know that a lot of the cases that like some dice just really suck. Well, where would it have taken of us if we hadn't decided to go up the hill? Um, well, I mean, like if you had decided to go to the next town over, I would have said that the road was closed since there really wasn't anything to do there. Okay. So the road might have been closed from like rainfall or something like that, okay. like mudstorm or something. Okay. So we were meant to go up. We were yeah. meant to go up the top. Okay. No, so the DM can. So usually the role of the DM is to sort of guide the players in a general direction, but what happens along that path, along going that direction, is totally up to us, the players. Okay. And what if I had abandoned him and separated? Um, you would have met the wife upstairs eventually, and could have maybe convinced her later on of what was happening. John would have been left down with the pit with the other animals um, to fight to fight with the nobleman for the chimera, essentially. Um, the could he have made friends with the nobleman by fighting the chimera together? He could have. He Potentially, might have. but but at this point, the, at this point, the Lord was basically like, basically, he saw your papers and didn't believe them. Something okay. something looked off off to him, um, and plus, he's never known his family to work work or encounter with tieflings. 
So like, so I overplayed my hand there. Yeah, keep in mind that like most tieflings, again, I mean, like, I I probably would have gone with a different sort of um, tail background, maybe. Well, okay. so here's the thing. So here's where one of your spells would have come in handy. So minor illusion is very much a minor illusion, um, but you might have been able to trick him to think that you were a human the entire time. Yeah. Oh. That was actually so. That's one of the things I did with. Like, the last time I played a tiefling, I played a tiefling, like, cleric paladin, who was basically like, I am the holiest of the holy, despite his obviously being a demon. Uh-huh. Um, a little bit of, like, Hellboy. Well, so, he, I don't know, the way I wanted to play him was sort of like Judge Claude Frollo from oh, okay. Hunchback, where okay. he essentially was trying to gain, in fact, he was literally what was called Judge Claudius. Um, but so, the thing that he normally did was that he had actually enchanted an amulet, specifically to ca- normally cast minor illusion all the time so that way to other people he would look like he was human okay yeah so all right so, so he I, could so just walk around without so i could have played that suspicion. i could have played that differently yeah i mean again like this is why like i this is why your race kind of does a, a, add a lot to what the character was okay um and so like there was you did a, you while i didn't say it outright you had like a negative modifier to it that was kind of heavy because you were saying you were a tiefling and noble if you had if you had rolled like an eighteen, nineteen, or twenty, I would have let I would the nobleman would have understood would have yeah. recognized it. Um, again, you have to roll like an eighteen, nineteen, or twenty with your modifiers on top uh, included into that because um, basically you needed to roll over a twenty. Because yeah. you didn't roll over a twenty here, like he basically saw through the paperwork and was like, "Nah, I don't know. I think any of my family would have had would have been dealing with infernal demons." There, there okay. are races in D anD D that are fr- like that are more or less, like, frowned upon, like, half-orcs, orcs, any sort of goblinish person. Dragonborn sometimes can be kind of confusing in some cases. Yeah. And Dragonborn can either be like, hey, we really, like, trust you, because, you know, you're the descendant of, like, a holy dragon or something. Or they can be like, get the hell away from me, you spawn of Satan. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah, so your race kind of played a little bit into this here. Yeah. Okay. Whereas, on the other hand, there are races that are very well-liked, that, like, elves, pretty much every sort of race, very much... Halflings... Humans, for the most part. Gnomes. Yeah. Dwarfs are usually, like, it's sort of like a neutral good kind of thing, where it's like, yeah, we like these guys. These guys are, like, really good, like, crafters kind of thing. And then there are other races that are very much wild cards, like Genasi are usually, like, it really does depend on the person. Genasi being very elemental beings, like, they could be sent, they even have color-coded skin, like, Fire Genasi will have bright red skin and will, can also, like, spontaneously combust. Earth Genasi or look like they're made out of stone. Yeah. Okay. Stuff Got like it. that. Okay. What else did you think about this? So I, th- I thought it was really interesting because it went places where I didn't see it going. I, 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 oh, that's the, that's the absolute fun of D&D. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I did not see the, you know, I was curious about what the wife was because we never did actually get told that he was beating her. Yeah. No, we just heard. You heard screaming. Heard and screaming. I was, and I was intentionally being deceptive about the screaming here. Um, the screaming actually, depending on, what directions you win if you if you met the wife first before you went to the gladiator pit she would have been like in distress and she okay. wouldn't have been a succubus versus because you went to the pit she became a succubus and so it was far more entertaining that way okay yeah so and then and then um how often do you end up in pits full of animals well mainly that's a first for me i think but um it, so, it's it's not uncommon to fight hordes of monsters um I mean, usually it's of the same monster. If you fight, like, a pack of, like, dire wolves or... 
You might fight Something like a pack else, of goblins or with like maybe a troll leading them or you might fight like a pack of wolves with a dire wolf that's leading them or um, if you're meeting like a bunch of soldiers here, you might have a knight that's leading them in some cases. Okay. Usually there's like a guy that's leading them in a lot of cases. Okay. In this case, this campaign um, uh, was basically coming back off of um, me watching Full Metal Alchemist, which is an anime series, which I highly recommend anybody to watch. Uh, one of the first episodes basically has... Um, the characters here meeting a priest who's faking being a priest in order to gain all this money and power from the citizens. Um, and then he kind of gets him into like a pit where he sends uh, chimeras and other enemies at them. So as a result here, that's kind of where this kind of all came from. Okay. Um, or at least the inspiration for this came from. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I found myself, I found myself pulled by making decisions because I, I couldn't leave you. And I could have flown away quite easily earlier. Yes. Well, and that and that's the thing when it comes to bigger when it comes to bigger parties of people, um, like for example, like in the very first campaign I had, we had like I think six of us all together, not inclu- like not including the DM. We had like six player characters. So if one person wanted to split off, that wasn't uncommon to go, you know, to go do something else. But sometimes it can be a little bit more distracting because they're doing this one thing that might take a, might. The, like the it, it, it splinter the game. Yeah. Well, what ends up happening here is that like you take forever to get with the five people there, and then you try to like do something else with the other guy that you're trying to be like, so you don't feel yeah. bad about leaving him out for what feels like the last hour. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes combat can go on for a really long time. But this felt like it went on for a while. I apologize. Well, well, no, well, no, well, no. But that's no. also like pretty standard, to be honest. Yeah. 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 The combat no, phase no. in a lot of cases is kind of sometimes like. What could all take the span of like 10 minutes here could feel like it takes like two hours to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, so. got it. No, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, actually would like to see where it went, but. We can always do another game here at another okay. time here. Okay. Cool. All right. So uh, I think that's a great way to end this episode here. And we can always come back and use these characters again at another time. We can level them up and we can go through that entire process if we want to another day. Well, and this is my first time playing at Warlocks or at least a pure warlock because i mean i'm playing another campaign where i'm playing a character that has two levels in warlock but he's really more sorcerer than anything he doesn't actually really interact with his patron all that much yeah okay so but no yeah no i think this would be a great place to to leave it off at here we're about almost two hours and 40 minutes in which oh, is wow. not bad okay. no, i mean that's that's short for a D campaign it actually okay. is okay so um, but thank you so much for joining us here for the nerd tutorial podcast you can visit this episode and some of my notes here for this Quest that we went on here at nerdtutorialpodcast.com. Uh, you can also visit, uh, visit our webpage at facebook.com forward slash nerdtutorialpodcast. And let me know on Twitter if you have any ideas, comments, or questions about anything that we're doing or even topics for future future things to go over at nerd underscore tutorial on Twitter. Uh, but for myself, my mom, and my little brother here, John, we thank you so much for listening in on this, and we hope you will join us again next time. Bye. Oh, yeah. Bye. Peace out.